0: He's special. I mean, he just is. The, the, his makeup, his understanding of the game, his work habits and everything, he's special. That's what makes him special. Um, I, uh, I i got plans for him. He's, he's been successful in this league. We hope to continue that success. And uh, I'm so glad we got him.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F 150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So,
2: that was Danny Smith, the special teams coach, talking about Derek Watt. And he said he's a Watt, uh, he's enthusiastic, and he's got energy. And Danny Smith is so excited to get. But I, I want to go back to uh, start me up. Um, you know, uh, when the Some Girls album, that's what it's on. Okay. Uh, Start me
3: up. And. Uh, uh, whoa, whoa. Wh- what? Did you miss the memo on wearing shirts today? What? You what? got the same shirts? What? Come on, we look like date mates.
2: Well, yeah, we a, a, it's it, it, pitiful. Yeah, well, it's okay because we're not on the TV at the same time. Oh, that's good. Right, 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 yeah. right. Uh, and and uh, if we were, it would be a uniform. Oh, that's true. Right. Okay. Good move. Okay. Okay. All right. I feel so, much better um, now. So, so when the some girls came out, the Super Bowl of Rock at Soldier's Field, right, was uh, the Stones, man. Stones.
3: And, you know, I saw, I saw the Stones. So, you, were you down on the ground? You know, the floor? No, the stadium no, no, or up no, no.
2: I was in the stands, uh, ten rows back. Oh, uh, nice. It was good. And they had Peter Tosh, Journey. And Southside uh, oh, Sa- 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 Johnny and the Asbury oh. Jukes and uh the Rolling Stones, dude, Stones, man, it was hot.
3: Yeah, it was a hot day. You know the thing about it is the Stones played in, they played in a concert at then Rich Stadium, and I. Normally, I got to work uh, some of the concerts as far as, you know, like making some money, a college kid, you know, yeah. security. Yeah. And uh, I missed that one. And uh, there was a riot on the, in the uh, stage. Oh. Boy, that would have been wild. Right. I, I heard about it. Because the next concert up was Fleetwood Mac. And I don't know. It was like a lot more chilled out crowd or whatever. Yeah. Pablo Cruz, Bob Welch, and Foreigner. Yeah. Um, but I missed the Stones concert and probably a good thing. Dude,
2: stones yeah. they man. got radical they're yeah. like
3: overwhelming the stage and back yeah, like, you yeah. know
2: <laughs> so danny smith he's excited uh uh because uh Derek watt brings enthusiasm and energy like
3: danny doesn't you yeah. know i think it's a perfect marriage between right. the two
2: yeah yeah uh, uh, danny smith is yelling all day when oh, yes. He's, when when he's the, when he's coaching the special teams
3: He's the only voice you hear on the field. Here's the most amazing thing. Yeah, the man does not drink coffee. Yeah. How do you do that? He doesn't drink coffee. He doesn't drink coffee. He's a dynamo. The guy is nonstop. He has got a voice that just roars from one end to the other. He's moving. He's yelling. He's pointing out. He's directing like 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 the the greatest choir director in the history of the world. You know. And and then I asked him one time ago. You must drink a ton of coffee. Goes. I don't drink coffee. I'm like, what? What? You kidding me? Wow. You know,
2: and and you know, he played with a teammate of mine of Indiana State at Central Catholic. Really, Rip Warren. Uh, And the legendary uh,
3: Rip Warren. Right,
2: right. Rip Warren uh, was when you got a name like
3: Rip. That's legendary. Yeah. You got. You got to go with legendary. I don't know if he was any good.
2: Uh, He was. He was. uh, Okay. uh, He was. uh, Uh, him and Vincent Allen. Rush for a 1,000 yards. Well, Vince Allen was the, the guy from uh, – uh, he,
3: he went to – he played in the he, pros, didn't he? he uh, no. Vince he, Allen? He,
2: yeah, he uh, bounced around. He played right, for the he, Bears. Yeah. Okay, he, so he got into the pros. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, but uh, uh, Vince Allen is, you know, a great friend of mine, Rip Warren, uh, and played with Danny Smith. And, uh, you know, Rip Warren, uh, he had a buddy – uh, that came to our, uh, you know, our Bible study the, mm-hmm. the first Friday every every month, okay. uh, lock in arms, and so
3: he brought Rip. Oh really? Yeah, the legendary.
2: Yeah, Rip. the lipid red. So uh, Danny is salivating. <laughs> what did you just say? What, the
3: lippa what? <laughs>
2: Why? What, what?
3: What'd you say? Did I did I mispronounce the word? Yeah, yeah. You just you know, I just love it because between the two of us, we mail a prop more and mash more English than probably per square inch than any other radio show.
2: Yeah. Ever.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So Danny
2: is salivating with what he could do with Derek Watt. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Interesting yeah, stuff. Yeah, You uh, know, he's very much like uh, my brother Ronnie back in the days right. we talked about. Ronnie was a fullback, played for the Cardinals, 10-year veteran, four-time pro bowler as a special teams performer. Yeah. Uh, one of those guys that um, he was a core special teams player and one of those dig-em-out fullbacks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was just as he as he pointed out when he was questioned, what what's your what's your running style like? He says, Well, if you need two yards, I'll get you two yards. If you need four yards, I'll get you two yards.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so uh uh, you know, uh Derek Watt, uh when he came here, he said the Steelers get his blood pumping. Uh, you know, he is special. Yeah, you know, he's uh he uh, you know Danny Smith said he just is special. I
3: wonder what he's going to play. Will he be the personal protector, like in punt? Right. You know, so he can release right away. Is he one of those dynamos, or is he going to be in the front lines? Uh, you know, kickoff, uh, kickoff return, punt return, that you sort know, of thing. You know, I
2: think I think at punt, he's the personal protector.
3: I would think that would yeah. be one of the spots you would want him. That's what my brother Ronnie played on one of the, on the punt team. Right. Um and then uh, you know probably towards the back line, on the kickoff return that sort of thing, and yeah, kickoff team I wanted to be L three. I was a legendary L three. Well, maybe not so legendary.
2: Legendary. Okay. I, I was there for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> I yeah. fulfilled
3: the spot for a little bit.
2: So uh, he is he is special. <laughs> he, he his makeup, his understanding of the game, right, uh, and of special teams, Danny. Uh, you know he. he, he Danny's got a, a stud. Uh, well, here's the
3: thing you always got to know, and my brother Ronnie, I, I go to him a lot on the special teams. He said it's more about the want to than the how to. Right, right. And that's important because a lot of guys perceive special teams as beneath them almost. It's almost right. like that's a duty I really don't want to do, and it's, hey, this is how, as Mike Tomlin talks about, you pay rent, right? all right, while you move along towards getting a, into the too deep or become a starter. Yeah. Right, you pay rent on the special teams. That's how you fulfill your obligation and ability to be part of the 53 on game day. And I, I think it's something that guys, you, this more than, more than any other year, this is going to be really one of right. those years that kind of bamboozles you. This is about Danny going with his gut instinct and having faith in guys from past experiences. Right. And I don't know that entrusting a young buck is going to be realized early on in the season.
2: Yeah, you know, and um, you you pointed out the want to is more important than the how to, right?
3: But the how to is also important. It is important. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But uh, and but but give me a guy that says, hey. I'm going, and I I know where I got to get to, yeah. And I'm going to get there, and I want to do this, and I want to do this with my whole heart and soul. Right. I got no parachute. Yeah. I don't slow down. Yeah. I, I don't read. I read the information on the way, and that's the guy that I want out there, not the guy that goes, "Okay, I'll do it." Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, I I, I wanted to do that because I, I knew well, that you're I a was...
3: points leader of the what first three years. Yeah. I think you're the yeah. Special teams points leader because I knew I wasn't going to play. Right. Exactly. But you paid rent. Right. And you wanted to yeah all right yeah. you were you i remember you'd be one of the first guys out there let's go boom yeah and yeah you I, gotta go out there with energy and enthusiasm a 40 yard headbutt absolutely is it's fun that'll clear your sinuses yeah. faster than anything
2: uh, yeah i my sinuses were clear absolutely every time but you know Up I tell until I, buffalo when you got like knocked wobbly. yeah because he he hit me on the side of my head punk
3: yeah. yeah. You should have trashed him, man. Yeah, well, I, you know. Oh, that's right. I had to come in for you.
2: Yeah, you had to come in for me. <laughs> but, you know, it was, you know,
3: special teams was fun. There is a, how do you put it? In today's day and age especially, it's um, it, it it's like that freeing, totally freeing, freeing the inner self to just go have at it. You know, I mean, like you said, it's a 40-yard headbutt. Yeah. It's uh one of those things where you can just throw your body around and not be concerned for your personal right. health or anybody else's you know there's a lot of cool things in special teams that you don't get to do anywhere yeah, yeah, else yeah yeah you know
2: when uh in in buffalo uh i i, I uh, penetrated the wedge Right. and i hit got hit on the side of the head and i walked and and i stood up and i go dude look at the colors <laughs> That's
3: when I I was trying to ask him, you, go, who did you have? Did you have R three? And you're like, oh, I don't know, but look at the lights, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. He's checked out. He's uh, he's checked into an. He's already at Tuesday. So his work,
2: uh, his work ethic is his work habits are special, uh, and that's what makes him special.
3: I have heard other people refer to him as an energy bringer. Yeah. You know, and we always talk about. The, the locker room being comprised of four right. basic elements. Multipliers, dividers, adders, subtractors. Right. Right? Those are the guys The you want to minimize, the dividers and the subtractors. <laughs> and, and you want to eliminate the dividers. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. But the multipliers, those are those rare breeds of guys. That's a Cam Hayward. Right. Cam Hayward is a multiplier of right. those around him. Yeah. All right? But up front, that's T.J. Watt. That's uh, Bud Dupree. That's, you know, those are adders. Those are guys that bring it on. TJ could be, and eventually I think he will be one of those multipliers, all right? But right now, that's Cam in the front end. So, you know, Danny Smith,
2: uh, in his interview, in in his press conference, he said, I got plans for him. I'm glad
3: we got him. Yes. Yeah. No question about it. I mean, think about it. Derek Watt is that multiplier on the special teams. And he's an ad he's also an energy bringer. He's one of those guys. He's enthusiastic. One of the things you don't want is guys that are just like, Okay, here we go, another day of camp. You know, what right. I mean? that's that's hard because yeah. you need people to come around because it's hard on everybody. So you gotta kind of fool your body. You gotta mentally move yourself into that frame of mind, says, Let's go, come on. We got to work. To do. Chuck would always say, "Will your body?" Will your but body? But it was also to will your body. You got to override the the, the naysayers in your in your gourd.
2: Right. Yeah. And, and um, you know we willed our body. You know, we had special. No <laughs> yeah. You know, special teams was fun for us. Because beyond. Yes. Yeah. Uh, except uh, when I uh, Tommy
3: Vigorito ran around. But well, that was not I so was good. That was yeah. yeah. That was that was not good. Yeah. Yeah. That was not good. But you know what. Uh, the special teams say I, I, it is what it is. You know, you, you get an uh, opportunity to go out there and just hit somebody. And I, let's face it, that's that's what we loved about football. Yeah. Football was the the, the enjoyment of uncontrolled mayhem, mayhem and chaos out right, there. Right, right. You know, where you could just hit somebody as hard as you could. Yeah. Because and, and they, they, they were going to try to hit you as hard as they could.
2: And, you know, what you did on the field – you'd get arrested on the street.
3: No question. Yeah. No question. That would be assault and battery. Right, right, right. But the thing about it is that on the football field, between the white lines, that was absolutely not only acceptable. Right. It was expected. And it was there was honor amongst all the the guys out there. Right. You know what I mean? Where, you know, it, it was all about, are you going to bring it as hard as you can or are you not? Yeah. You know? And I, I just, I love that. I mean, again, me coming from the Brethren Assembly, you know? <laughs> first church of the frozen and nearly dead yeah. <laughs> you know the the can't play on sunday type thing yeah. and then when i found out you could do that not only could you do that but you were to be lauded and and cheered on yeah for doing, i was like sign me up baby yes yeah, yeah. i want to do this yeah it's grace grace, it's grace god's grace baby you go out there and
2: just lace somebody and really saturday is the true sabbath well,
3: I know, but yeah. Yeah, now we're getting into nitpicking yeah, yeah,
2: here. Yeah, yeah, but but uh you know. You know but, I mean, so
3: uh, like you, Michael you, Donnie, boy, you're still playing on Sunday? Sunday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Uncle Donnie, cause, uh, you know, Chuck won't let me just play Thursday nights. Yeah, or, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, you know, yeah.
3: The occasional December Saturday game.
2: <laughs> yeah, Mike Tomlin said. nights. Every you know. team needs a watt. Yes. And two
1: it's is better than one.
2: Better than one. No doubt about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we got two watts and two physical watts and
3: two uh, wall to the – you know, they're going out. These are two guys that really bring a lot of energy and effort. Yeah. You know, and the thing that I enjoy about both of them, I'm anxious to see them when they put the the game day pads on. Yeah. How do they operate as brothers? Because I I can only think that you and I, we have – we are brothers. We have yeah. been brothers for 40 years now. Um, it would have been awesome if Ronnie had ever had the opportunity to play with us. Right, right, you know right, I mean? would great. Exactly. That would have been just great. You know? or, or Everybody, youngest brother, every team Dale. needs yes. a wolf. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the old two thing better than one wolf is two. Two wolf, yeah.
2: All right, we're going to take a break. 412-919-1316. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room.
1: the locker room with tunch and wolf presented by neighborhood ford store the ford f-150 is the official truck of the pittsburgh steelers now here's tunch and wolf you know you'll love this because i
3: always think about running down on the kickoffs right because the most one of the most freeing things you can do in football right one of the most awesome moments in football is that first kickoff Right When you are salivating and it's red meat time and it's time, you you just time that kickoff and you hit it. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing when you run down there and you actually deliver a blow on somebody, blow something up, make the tackle. It's special. And I love one of the things Danny Smith said in an article that Teresa Varley wrote, the ever-wonderful Teresa Varley. She wrote on uh, Steelers.com, and he says um, – Especially on special teams, well, you know the way he comes down on kickoffs. You know it makes me think of, and it encapsulates in my mind that beautiful, freeing moment right. of, of everything behind you. It's it's you, the wind in your face, and the big kapow at the end yeah, of it. Yeah,
2: and, and it it it's a forty yard headbutt, and it's the most fun you have. That it was my
3: favorite job. It's hard job. for people probably to yeah. really kind of grasp that unless they've done it. Yeah. It's one of those things that you kind of got to be there. Yeah. Um, But when you understand the, the energy, the adrenaline that flows through you. Right. When you stand out there, back then it was, you know, the 35-yard line because we'd 40 yard line. Well, 40 was a kickoff. Yeah. And then we, you know, with 35 we'd line up and you got that and little 5-yard start.
2: Yeah, we'd start. Right? You got to do the
3: math. Stay yeah. with me, Chalucho. okay? All, right, all, right, all, all right, right. right, good. So the point is you're in front of 60, 70, 80,000 people. You know, and you just feel that juice running through you. There's not a Red Bull, uh, not a not one of those sugar-fied uh, drinks that could ever match the feeling of exhilaration when you yeah, got out there for that, it's it, incredible. It,
2: it's just uh, adrenaline pumping through your veins. It is it's veins. an adrenaline
3: coursing through your veins yeah, type yeah. of moment.
2: And I, I also like the kickoff return. Uh, Not as much
3: as the kickoff. Yeah, the kickoff I, was just it was spectacular. Yeah,
2: but I I, I enjoyed popping someone. Uh, you know when they were coming in and squatting and then running through them. Uh, you know I, I remember one Kansas City. We played Kansas City. I, I, I knocked a guy on his keister, and then I drilled him, and he kicked me, and he he got the flag. <laughs> I hit you him know, when he's down.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well, good goring, is that's great family fun. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that's one of those uh, aspects of the game that has been kind of ruled out. Or right. It's kind of going uh, the by the bye. The by, you yeah, know what I mean? So-
2: and so James Conner, uh, you know, was talking about he has a functional football skills, fullback skills, and has all you know. Uh, James Conner has already gotten a feel for what he brings to the running backs
3: room, and he is. Are we thrilled. talking about Derek? Or are you talking about James? Der- Derek. Okay. Yeah, I and, got and, confused. You lost me with James.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, well, James was talking about that. James has already gotten a feel for what he brings to the our running backs room. And James is thrilled, uh, because uh, he's gotta
3: have him on the field. Well, you know I d- think he's gotta be thrilled, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, when you're a running back, I, I don't know about anybody else, but the thought of having a fullback in front is far more enticing than the split backs, the single yeah. back, the I you know what I mean? A fullback was that was a great way to just you he's gonna lead you the fullback's gonna lead you to the cut. Yeah, You know what I mean? And there's going to be a big bang in front of him, and you got to make a decision at that point. Right. But a good lead fullback that doesn't squat in the hole, that is a single-foot takeoff, tries to run through and eviscerate people, that part of the job is widely overlooked.
2: So who do you think was the uh, best fullback uh,
3: blocking football? Fullback. My brother was one of them. Yeah. Uh, at his at – his, Point in time, I don't think you can say a single Lo Neal from L- you know, Lorenzo Neal yeah. from
2: Tennessee. Um, uh, you know, uh, he was, he he was uh, he in was front of player. Eddie
3: George, yeah, yeah, that was another good combo, yeah. You know, um, Rocky used to do some good stuff from the split backs, but, yeah, you know, yeah. Rocky was a tough guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, Franco, God bless him, uh, Stingby, <laughs> Stingby, Sting <laughs> he, as, as a blocker, he was a great runner, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Um, of course, we we like to tease Franco because you know we love him. Uh, yeah. he just was the one of the greatest of the greats. So uh, looking back at those combos, yeah, guys like Loneal, um, There was uh, who was mm, well, James Devlin wasn't bad. He was a squatter more, you know, from the Patriots. Yeah, uh, in more recent times, but there have been plenty of good fullbacks, guys that uh, you know could light it up, um, but. The fullback like, Use check. Yeah, use check's another one. Uh, Kyle Francisco, Use check. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, the, the thing about it is, like Bruce Arian said, I don't have a fullback in my offense. And a lot of modern offenses, they would use a tight end right. as a fullback, you know? Yeah, but the uh, wing back. H-back. Yeah, yeah. There, there's something about a good fullback that can line up in the eye formation or broken eye, whatever, and be able to uh, go out there and find a linebacker to, re- to just drill. Yeah. You know, and that's that can punctuate a good running attack, man. And Boy, I think— Dan just, Kreider. Dan, oh, how do we forget Danny Kreider? Yeah. That's—yeah, that was just— I remember Dan Kreider
2: took—what's uh, uh, his name? Uh, the middle linebacker of uh, the Ravens off Ray his feet. Ray Lewis? Ray oh, Lewis off yes. his feet.
3: Yeah, we used to call it the Kreider Rash. Yeah. Because— Danny would light him up. For whatever reason, Danny played well against Ray Lewis, right. which is a very hard right. guy to play well against. Yeah. Ray Lewis, you give him his props. The guy was one of those guys that you always used to talk about how he would beat guys to the spot. Right. You know what I mean? So for Danny to get there and do battle with that guy, yeah. as mobile, as intelligent, as uh, well-versed, and able to read. Ray Lewis could yeah, read. R- Ray Lewis was uh, great Exactly. He was a great middle linebacker. And so I love to see the Danny Kreider Ray Lewis battle. That was always a a highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: uh, So, you know, one one of the things uh, in that running back room, we were talking about Benny Snell losing 12 pounds. And he he said uh, something that both the team and he wanted to do. It was a group decision. It was a group decision, you know. He wanted to
3: lose weight, and the team wanted him to lose weight. Okay, I would say probably more it was a Mike Tomlin decision. Maybe Mike had a conversation as he did with Lev Bell, yeah, and he kind of pointed out to Lev that you should drop like twenty, and for Benny, maybe he said you should drop like twelve, and he did. You know, I mean, the one thing about it is Mike. <laughs> Mike knows, and when he say it's a group decision, uh, I would imagine that. Uh, you know, Mike puts his finger in a lot of places, just like Chuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I would imagine, yeah, it, you can say it's a group decision, but that was like Mike telling you, hey, listen, you know, you want to be more effective, you want to be better, you want to carry the rock a lot, all right? You're going to have to drop some weight, get a little quicker, yeah. and be a little more resilient and make sure that your your wind is up. And, you know, uh, uh, Benny, to his credit, has done the work. It's obvious.
2: You know, they, he, he... – talked about, he confessed that there were things uh, I could have worked on last year, but I didn't. Uh, The Steelers gave me a plan and I stuck to it. My speed is better and my uh, uh, lateral quickness is better. And, uh, you know, I I, I was taking care of my body.
3: Yeah. That's important. And one of the things I think that Mike Tomlin has talked about a lot is some of these guys and, and I think Benny Snell's one of them who has shown that he was uh, mature enough to take the plan given to him, to work the plan and not be under somebody's thumb all the time and come back and show, that, look, all right, I did the work. I'm here. I'm ready to go. Uh, that says a lot to your position coach, your head coach, and all the other, your, your peer group, that uh, you are maturing into being the kind of teammate and player that you need to be.
2: Yeah, so, you know, um, Benny ran with power last year. Now he's running with speed.
3: Do you think? I think he'll find a combination.
2: Yeah, you think he's gonna yeah, find I'd a combination. You don't. You
3: don't lose your instincts. You know, for um, running tackle to tackle. One of the things I thought he was able to do was his uh, ability to get into the thick of it and you know break a few tackles here and there and yeah I don't think uh, the loss of 12 pounds that ain't going to do anything it's just going to increase his ability to I think stay highly energized and carry the ball more at a higher level of effort and energy and still be able to use his strength but he's dropped 12 pounds of, of you know unnecessary weight yeah and I think that's going to manifest itself with better uh, results when it comes to carrying that rock baby
2: yeah when you know when Eddie Faulkner, Uh, he said, whenever a new guy shows up, there's a process of getting them to understand, uh, professionalism. Right. And,
3: uh, and so, um, who else did we know that had that problem? It was Deontay Johnson. Right. His first OTAs. Yeah. His hammies weren't in condition. He had hammy problems all through, uh, the spring and into, you know, uh, mini camp and then into camp that was finally resolved. And. But you know what? It was a process where he was told, look, you got to have those hammies in in a high degree of condition because it's not just um, the the flat-out speed or strength or whatever, but the ability to have that repetition over and over of running routes. And if they are – if you have too much hammy fatigue, you're going to have hammy pulls.
2: Right. Yeah, you know, and uh, um, Anthony McFarlane, uh, he's – you know I, I i really admire him i like him uh, yes and, and he's got great vision and he runs low and he's explosive and uh i'm, I'm wanna, i want to i want to see what what he i'm can excited
3: do. to see you know one of the things that i you, you see in a young mcfarland is um i always everything I thought about was why oh, he sees the cutback he sees the second level guys right. he's 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 got a little he's got some concept of what the blocking schemes are gonna the opportunities are gonna present to him but then when he presses the edge and just motors up the sidelines you gotta go oh yeah I forgot he could do that yeah <laughs> you know what i mean he has got that speed that he can just outrace people to the corner and create a a, a problem for him so that being the Joe Hayden comment on Chase Claypool, he's going to be a problem. Yeah. You know uh, that may be the quote of Kim. He, he's going to be a problem. I look at McFarland and I think about the great speed, the great opportunity to cut back, but also the ability to balance things on the front side with some press the edge and race them to the corner type deal. Yeah,
2: and so Eddie Faulkner is a is a is a fine coach, and he uh, challenges, no these nonsense. Yeah, yeah, he's challenges these guys. Yeah, yeah, he challenges these guys uh to uh, take the best way they can uh, to, to take care of their body, to be professional and uh, to understand the
3: game. And uh, he's one of these guys. I, I don't know about you, but whenever I'm around Eddie, I got there's a real serious, to him yeah. i mean he is he's a he's a business first guy right i'm sure he's in you know you get him away from the football field and he can be a lighthearted dude and you can have a lot of fun and hang out but when it comes to the football field man he is he's got um he's got that intense stare i i, I watch him and you know sometimes when they're warming up i go stand by him back you know last year mm-hmm. when uh, eddie was running his charges through the stuff and you know he is he is no nonsense. Yeah. You know, there's you don't you don't lollygag going through his drills, man. And one of the things that I you can see is I'm sure he's had conversations with James about being all right. You want to be the lead dog? Show me the lead dog, right? You know, and Benny Snell, you want to be up there in that you know uh, one of those top two dogs? Well, let's see you put the effort there to be that. Um, he is definitely one of those guys that is going to poke the bear to get the best out of you.
2: Yeah, and and uh, I think he already poked the bear because, uh, you know, Benny was running all off season, and uh, and and he's done a lot of running, and you you can tell that he. I wonder if he's done hill running.
3: Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ever run hills? That's brutal because we ran steps. Yeah. Yeah. But at home, you know, ever ever since we saw. We sold... ran the hill. What's up? Federal Street Hill. Oh yeah. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. That was, oh, that's a and long then the ways yellow up. brick
2: road, the, yeah, the the, the uh, uh, hill to the
3: uh, reservoir, reservoir. Yeah, when you make that turn, Do you remember the the babushka lady that was up there and she yeah. says, "Hey, Yin's guys, if you want to play for the Steelers, you better pick it up in that." <laughs> Boy, she was like, "Oh, like you, you guys yeah. are just loafing." Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and you're like going, "Did you realize we started out?" from from three rivers okay it's a mile uphill okay we got to finish at the reservoir and by the way ma'am we 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 did come down front squats which is you do a rep you got 25 30 seconds rest you do another couple of reps and you you go out at five yeah whatever that might be yeah that's that's intense and i've seen guys puke after that right now here we are running a total of four miles and you're on our backs hey please sit down yeah yeah (laughs) All right,
2: we're going to take a break. It's uh, 412-919-1316. If you want to get in on the conversation, he's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room.
0: I showed 30 blocks in the back <laughs> so uh, you know the, the return units are the most highly penalized you know to kick up returning the pump return because of the space of the game and the speed of the game and the position of players you know against each other so and, and that's the whole you know game of this to, for it not to be sloppy to get off on the right foot uh, and it's my job to teach those things and
1: put them in those situations You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. Dude, Aerosmith from
3: 1974. Jacob, did you see that? He was was actually playing the air guitar. (laughs) He was cranking it, baby. Yeah, you know. Had uh, that Marshall stack uh, up to 10. I, I like Aerosmith.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that was a, that, that that's a good song. Oh, it was a good, jam. dude. Yeah, dude. Now you know,
4: 1974, I 1974
3: Aerosmith. Right. I I like Aerosmith. I I enjoyed, but you know, Boss is the one that really. Yeah. I mean, from our youth. Yeah. Our yeah, utes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our days of youths.
2: Yeah. The days of our youths. <laughs> yes. Something's wrong with his throat. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, that's Danny Smith. He was talking about. Blocks in the back. The blocks in the back occur more on punt return than on kickoff return. Because, you know, one of the things uh, you square up on kickoff return. Well, part. Yeah, yo, but,
3: but you're chasing. Right, on punt you're side return. by side yeah, yeah. on the punt return. Yeah. One of the things I thought the NFL might look at to bring into the NFL from the XFL was the fact that they used to kick off, that being the XFL, they would kick off, and nobody could move until the ball carrier caught the ball. Right. And they were only like five yards apart. So what you literally had was a kickoff that was a punt return. Right. You know, and I, I thought maybe, okay, that makes sense because at least you're getting the opportunity to return the ball. Right. It's not the kickoff where they're knocking it out all the time and, you know, there's no return. Um. So I thought it was – Something that the NFL should look at because I think it added to the game without subtracting from the violence too much. Right,
2: right, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, uh, it, you know, uh, when you first play on punt return, you you miss your blocks uh, because you, it's um, – Unless you hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, it, you know, it, uh, it when you play man block – uh, you attack the guy, but then the guy w- runs around you, and uh, he's uh, he's running up the field, and you you're forced to hit him in the back. But uh, you know when you wall left or wall
3: right, yes, uh, you uh, you light somebody up. Well, you have that opportunity, unless, of course, they're ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you got to find somebody else. Yeah, but and you pray that your guy isn't the one that makes it. A, hit.
2: And then you know, one of the things that they did uh, in the NFL, you're not allowed to blind side block. Right. Yeah, you're not allowed to. Uh, b- you're talking about it now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in our day, Ooh. you could do it. Oh, yeah. That was. Yeah. That was applauded. Yeah. You were lauded for that. Yeah. If you could ear hole somebody and knock him off his feet. Yeah. Blindside him because we used to run traps. Right. I mean, you would come back, set up, and then go over and, and hit somebody from the side. I remember uh, when I was at Syracuse. I right. got I was in the kickoff return, and I, I lit somebody up uh, on pit. Yeah. You know, it was great. You yeah. Know, we were playing the University of Pittsburgh here. So, regardless, uh, yeah, Danny's got a lot of work ahead of him. Right. You know, special teams is going to be difficult. Look, Chaluch. Again, I go back to when you can't see the young bucks get out there under live fire and find out what they're capable of doing, when you've got to recreate that sort of scenario in practice, that is really, really difficult. Scenario. That's scenario. Scenario. No, scenario. Scenario. Potato, potato. All right? I'm saying scenario. All right? My point being that... Tomato, tomato. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, that is. You say tomato, I say tomato. Tomato, tomato. All right. Go all right, ahead. So all right. Uh, now you distracted me. I got derailed here. All right. So my scenario being with would be scenario, whatever it is. Uh, the fact of the matter is you trying to recreate that type of speed. Right. And over that amount of gra- as you know, Danny called it grass, you know, that's a lot of space. Yeah. So we saw some of that effort going on in practice the other day where they were going with two and three men and I, I like that because you're getting some live action without the danger of a lot of heavy gophers yeah. all over the place right
2: right 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 you know um and uh uh when you kickoff return and you're in the back row if you connect it's it's a wedge but uh and if you connect with another guy it's two. Two men and they're they're they they vacated that they eliminated right, there's that. no wedge anymore yeah but uh you know what uh when um we were the wedge we didn't wedge we just blocked our guy
3: yeah, yeah i never liked the wedge yeah i to tell know. you the truth yeah i like because be in the wedge because you don't you don't know who you're gonna no, block that's it's it's moving too fast. If yeah. you got one declared number and you trace that number, you okay. see him coming. You you track him, right? And then you go eviscerate him. That's one thing. It's but a to, lot easier. Yeah. Uh, now the one thing about the wedge, it's going to bring guys to you. But if if that guy, if some smart guys, what they do is. Uh, on kickoff return, when they came to the wedge, they would eyeball one guy. You eyeball right. that guy, and then right before impact, you jump to somebody else. Right, and and that guy is totally unprepared. Yeah, you know, you can track a guy's vision tracing you. Right, and and the the key is once if you the the guy running down on defense on the kickoff, you track and uh, you get uh, a guy his vision, getting his vision, and you get locked on like a a, a track. You know, a tracer beam in there, boom. You know, and then all of a sudden you move, you screw things up for him in that wedge. Right. But you got to be able to time it, and you got to have enough confidence that he's seeing you, you're seeing him, and you both know it's two trains, one track, and then you just jump the track. You
2: know, I I, I know I I, lo- I loved it. Yeah. I loved the guy that was uh, f- focusing on me, and I was focusing on him, because there was a there was a full speed collision.
3: And it was fun. It's mano y mano, baby. Yeah, and it was fun. Yes. You know, it there was... was great fun in that. But yeah. if you're the guy running down, one of the keys to learning that is the ability to be able to draw the offensive guy and You realize who he's got. And so you lock on. But at the same time, if... It works out in the coverage based on, of course, where the ball carrier is. Being able to jump to another guy and hit him, especially if that other guy is not prepared for you. Yeah. That's great.
2: You know, when I was running down, uh, it was Kansas City. Uh, when I was running down on the kickoff, I hot-wired the wedge. Yeah, that, that's what Chuck said. You had said. a great old uh, – yeah. Chuck
3: was so excited. It was so He's excited. He's going, touch okay, you're the greatest wedge buster I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah. I love you. Yeah, and and then <laughs> – you, you took a lot of heat that and, day. And, and then
2: I got ear hold. And then, and then he said, touch, Don't rest on your laurels. Don't rest- <laughs> You went from the
3: penthouse to the outhouse that quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, quick. yeah uh, I remember Dunny was killing you. Yeah. And Dunny was going, oh, Chuck just loves you. Yeah, You're Chuck loves you. Yeah, yeah. And then it was, okay, yeah. back to earth. So that's how quickly it can turn in the special teams. Yeah. You know, and that's, you, you live from moment to moment. Right. On the special teams. Uh, it is is really a great, it's a great opportunity for a young guy who's got a lot of energy and, you know, you physically feel great and you can just blow things up. Um it gets tougher when you you get up in years, yeah. You know because those are some high velocity, high voltage hits. Yeah, that really they they, they you can feel them to your toes. Yeah, you Fitz know?
2: had me on kickoff return in my eighth year, ninth yeah. year, and but you know he said, uh, "Touch, I'm I'm sorry, but 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 you're you're you, good you're at good this. at yeah. tracking
3: people. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. You, you
2: just I I remember on uh, my first three years. Uh, I was on all special teams. When we'd get to practice on Tuesday, we'd go look at the chart. Oh, yeah. To see who so was points. leading. Coach yeah. leader.
3: Yeah. Yeah, That that's uh, that's something, you know, because, what, did you win, what, a candy bar or something? No,
4: I didn't. I, I won a donut. <laughs>
3: Which you brought in, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, because rookies had to bring in donuts on Tuesdays or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the thing about it is special teams are that great opportunity to be able to go out and show what you're capable of doing. And, again, you know, recreating the scenarios on the field where you have minimum exposure injury-wise but maximum velocity – you know, speed-wise to show you a little bit of what it's going to be like, Yeah, that's a tough thing to do. That's a hard thing to uh, master.
2: Yeah, and and it was, um, but, you know, when you weren't starting and you were playing all special teams, you felt uh, productive. You felt like you were contributing. Uh, You felt like uh, uh, you were part of the uh, team, but when you weren't, special teams you were just watching you know and it, it, well,
3: yeah and then you wouldn't be around longer if, right uh, you didn't weren't contributing in some right sort of right way. right 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 you yeah. know so you got to make and maximize the most that you can while you can and one of the things that obviously is going to hurt these rookies is the fact that uh, they're not going to be able to display in game conditions what they can do on the or what their capabilities are on the special right teams. so again uh, Danny's going to have to make some choices. probably going – I would think early on you're going to lead with, um, you know, the guys that you know that you can depend on. They're the guys that have already been there, done that. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're gullet – and I think coaches are going to have to coach more out of their gut instincts this year than in maybe a long time. Right. You know, because you're going to have to make some hard choices. Choices got to be made. Yeah. Regardless, you got 80 people going into camp. You've got to whittle it down to the cuts – uh, you know, fifty-three in uh, September there, and by golly, you you got to make some choices. That you, you've got no video evidence and game conditions to back up what you're gonna do.
2: You know, and, and I don't know uh, how they're gonna cut guys. Uh, is is there a cut?
3: Uh, there's some you know, sort of cuts y- yeah, in September. Y-
2: you know, there there's uh, you know when we played, there were cuts and uh, in, in August there were cuts in right. mid august there were cuts in late august and there and the were cuts, cuts in yeah yeah, yeah.
3: and and and, you could, and frankly you could be cut at any time yeah <laughs> you know wasn't you didn't have to have a specific date to get cut yeah <laughs> but um but i was cut yeah well, you were cut on the final cut down
2: no it was the second to final cut oh down. you didn't you didn't make it to the final no i didn't make it
3: to the final it was the wow. jets game
2: Cause I watched the Dallas game and I saw you play. Oh yeah! And I, you know, I oh, called you was, up.
3: That was a long. Oh man, that was yeah. yes. And yes. when and,
2: and when I get called back, I asked you if I could
3: room with you, and you said no. <laughs> I didn't want you to room with me for crying out loud. You room too much. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Just bring that up. All right. How long you been? You're, you're, how long is that? You you
2: you said. You know, my mom and dad come uh, every week, so you you can't. Well, room they me do, yeah. yeah.
3: So, yeah, it was part of the problem was my dad had leukemia, yeah, and he was sick, so yeah, I had decided that you know what, I'd come down and be you know safe room for him, yeah. and stuff like that. So
2: I I, I moved into Surrey Garden Apartments, yeah, uh, with Hurley. Uh, no, I was b- living by myself. Oh. until until uh, Hurley and I rented a house on Bethel church road. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, you know, that, that off season was fun. All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch and you are in the locker room and we're reminiscing about the old days.
0: that's what makes our league so special. You know, 32 teams are under the same umbrella doing the same things, got the same issues at this point, and uh, we're hoping we can do it better. The thing specifically that we're doing to to get that done, um, we try to simulate as many game-like situations, you know, it's just a matter of getting on and off the field.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F 150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That was Danny Smith uh, talking
2: about, uh, you know, they're all under, all 32 teams are under the same umbrella. And, uh, you know, there's no preseason games, so you can't uh, work on special teams in live situations, but you can do it in practice. And uh, Danny Smith, you know, I think he's been over 30 years uh, as an NFL special team coach. Uh, He was a great guy and uh, a great coach. Uh, And, you know, he's he's a a technical guy, technique guy, and he coaches him up really well. And uh, I'm really impressed
3: with Danny. I am, too. You know, I always have been. His energy and enthusiasm for the game besides no his coffee. knowledge. Yeah, and no coffee. That's like, well, he goes through bubblegum, like, by the cards. Yeah, carts. yeah. I mean, he is always he, chewing he's something. He's yeah. You know, and then you'll say, hey, Danny, can, uh, can I hit you up for a couple of, you know. Bubblegums? Bubblegums. Yeah. And he'll he'll, he'll give you something. a handful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got so many. But you know what? Uh, his knowledge and his enthusiasm for the game is really big because if you ever met a special teams coach... The more, how do I put it? Quieter they are, yeah. The worse the special teams are generally, right? I mean, special teams—you've got to really get hold of the guys. Right. You got to get their attention, and you got to get their um, juice going. You know, and Danny does. Yeah. You know, and you've got only a limited amount of time that you can work with these guys because, again, the major a uh, uh, part of it is the offense and the defense, right. and that's where the primary stuff goes to. But you know, I remember back when Chuck Chuck was the special teams coach for the longest time right. with us.
2: Right, and then George he hired George Stewart, Big Stu. Yeah, Big Stu, and uh, Stu is at. He's uh, still in the league, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, that's right. Teams yeah, coach. we saw him out in L.A. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, he, he's a great guy. And Mike Westhoff, uh, who was the uh, New Orleans. Uh, uh, special teams coach, and the he was the Jets special. I was gonna teams say, coach. He was the
3: wall guy. Yeah,
2: yeah, and he was the Indianapolis coach, special teams coach. He's from Bethel Park. Really? Yeah, yeah, he he's from Bethel Park. And, no kid, uh, uh, remember uh, he
3: got in so much trouble yeah. because he set his guys up along the sidelines yeah. so that the uh, the uh, uh, corner guys could uh, run couldn't. Run down the sidelines, you yeah. know how they'll go out of bounds. Yeah. The Gunners, yeah. All right. Well, they wouldn't allow him. They, you know, they they formed a wall and yeah. made the guy, you know, stay, you know, within the confines of the field, which got him in trouble. He had, he got in big trouble.
2: Yeah. So Mike Westhoff uh, was the defensive line coach in Indiana State. Was kind State. of brilliant, though. Yeah. Was yeah. he in Indiana State? He
3: was in Indiana
2: State, huh. and um, and he was, and he lived in Bethel. He lived in Bethel. He grew well, up not in Bethel while he was Park. in Indiana State. No, no, but he played at Wichita State. Oh, okay. Yeah, he played at the Wichita shockers, State. The Shockers, right? Yeah, yeah, in Woo- that? Wooshock, Oh, Wooshock, Did you ever play there? Yeah, I played a couple times
3: there. Really? Yeah. What
2: What, what town is that? Uh, it's in Wichita.
3: <laughs> Wait a minute. I was thinking Nebraska, and I lost that. <laughs> okay. <sighs> but you know what? If there was a case of short-term uh, Wichita, memory loss, Wichita, poster child, uh, w- I just— Wichita, Kansas— what town was that? Oh my god I thought it was Nebraska. <laughs> no, no, I was thinking Nebraska and I totally wow, right. forgot about Wichita. I was thinking the shockers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Okay. There was an aberration in the gourd. Yeah. Four, I'm done.
2: Uh, yeah. 412 <laughs> 919. Let's go to the phones. 1316. Oh, help me. Let's go to Dano in uh, Florida. Welcome to the locker room, Dano. Hey, I- yeah, Wolf. great, bro. I'm
3: doing good because I I was just talking about Wichita, right. but I forgot what Wichita was. Yeah, it's not a state. It's a, yeah. Th- I was gonna try and let that one slide. Wolf. You know <laughs> no, 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 no. In the locker room, nothing slides, you bro. You
2: know, he, he should, we, we. You know, we should have gotten the concussion lawsuit, <laughs> but
3: we all forgot. <laughs> Zooks, man.
5: I thought what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room, Yeah, that's
3: <laughs> That's a good one, yes. That's a you're good right. one, Dano.
5: Hey, Tauntz, hey, I appreciate you using that kink song in one of the segments.
2: Right. I, I'd, I'd like to think that you did that for me, and if you didn't, then just keep that to yourself. I
3: did it <laughs> but, for you, Dano. As <laughs> okay. far as you know. Yeah. <laughs>
5: anyway congratulations on the two pounds
3: wolf thank you bro two and a half by the way yeah
5: i'm sorry that half is important
3: that half is important that could be the half that got me under three bills you never know yeah
2: but you (laughs) but you you were eating donuts yesterday so you're back over 300
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know my problem dano is i i tend to celebrate oh i lost two and a half pounds good let's celebrate let's eat yeah
5: yeah I, i i have that same problem whenever i get on the scale I just want to know, does LOL stand for an official weight whenever I'm
3: standing on <laughs> I got a scale that says, hey, one at a time, social distance.
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we you all were talking about special teams. And uh, being a former special teamer playing semi-pro, uh, I know how that feels. But, Wolf, i tell you what, I got the privilege to watch your brother play at WVU.
3: Oh, yeah. Ronnie, and
5: talk about a special teamer. Oh yes, oh, oh.
3: yeah, he was I'm remarkable. Trying. You know what he used to say that the kickoff was kind of like parachuting without a parachute.
2: Yeah, and you he know? and he had one glove like Michael Jackson. Yeah, he wanted to
4: be
3: a rock star. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know,
5: <laughs> but I mean, he had guys spitting Chiclets whenever he got he went. Yeah, out
3: of- he was a hard, that. hard hitter, man. Absolutely, yeah. no question about yeah. it, Dano.
5: Yeah, he was he was a tough one. But uh, I got a training camp story for you, and then I'm gonna let you all go. All right. Um, back in and I'm kind of fuzzy on the year. The year that Corey
6: Stringer
5: passed away. Yeah,
3: training camp. That was one. That was uh, I thought that was middle '90s somewhere in there, or maybe you know '94. Maybe maybe you know around the turn of the you know millennium uh, or just under. You know, it's right around, okay. you're you're within, let's that's, that's just give you within five years. Yeah. Okay?
5: Okay. Uh, but anyway, I took my son, my my late wife and I just adopted my son who has autism. Christ. Well, I took him back home. We happened to be in Latrobe, and I was, thought it would be a great bonding experience yeah. for me to take him to a training camp. Well, it just so happened when we got there, I guess they were practicing at night, because of what happened with uh, Mr. Stringer. And the security guard just happened to let us go onto the field, not naming any names in case we get him in trouble. But uh, here I was showing my son how to use the blocking sled.
6: Mm-hmm. And he's
5: a, he was eight years old when we adopted him, so he was just a little bitty dude. And here I was teaching him, and he was like all excited. August 1, so here,
2: 2001, he died. Uh- yeah, Corey Stringer. Sorry sorry uh Dan to introduce you. Uh, interrupt you. But I just wanted to oh, go. No, ahead. That's good. Yeah.
5: That helps it. But uh here he he was standing there and not showing the stance and everything and and I said, "Okay, on hut." And he goes, y- "Yes, sir." And he ran towards that block and said, "He hit that sled so hard, it knocked him back about <laughs> and, and I mean, he looked at me and I looked at my late wife and I went uh, does this get me out of the running for Father of the Year?
6: <laughs> I'm like, oh, did, it,
5: did anybody see that? Is there any camp? I felt so. Let me tell you something. I got my son anything he wanted during that <laughs> even even stuff that he didn't want. I got it for How him. How old was he when so he did that? Bad. He was eight years old. He okay, was, but he was, wolf. He was just a little bitty dude, and he wanted. Like I said, I wanted it to be a great father son bonding moment you know and it was like <laughs> basically never forgot how you do. <laughs> which which he's he's 20 he's in his late 20s now and he still reminds me of that moment
3: oh god bless you that see it was a bonding moment right you know it
5: was in a weird kind of way but yes it was a bonding moment
3: but dano uh, i can tell you um, first time i hit a sled a blocking sled you know with springs on it uh, yeah. I was like in seventh grade and it knocked me on my rear end. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I tell you, I and that's what I'm getting back to special teams. That's that separates the men from the boys. Whenever you go down that field, because you're either going to hit or you're going to be hit. And there are some times whenever I got hit, good shots.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, I I was talking to dead presidents sometimes. There you the go. Thing. Let me ask you something, Dano. Where'd you play semi-pro ball?
5: When did I? Uh, where? The same year. I played uh, down here in Central Central Florida. All right. I played um, over uh, just – it was a small league. I'll tell you, Wolf, honest to goodness, um, I was 35 at the time. I just wanted to see if I could still do it. Wow.
3: You
5: know, and did I, you? I, I actually made the team, and what was funny was – uh, I came home and my my uh, late wife sa- asked me. She goes, "So how do you think you did?" And I just looked at her and I went, "Well, I got a free T-shirt out of it. <laughs> All I could
3: say." Yeah. I, was, like, I always say whenever I hear somebody talk about semi-pro, I go right to Toby Keith. Semi-pro means semi-pay.
5: <laughs> well, actually, we didn't get paid. I didn't. We, wow. Uh, I just like I said, I just I just wanted to see. You know, I didn't want to go through life saying wonder.
3: I wonder I yeah very good Dano I, appreciate so, it man which,
5: anyway I'm gonna let you go, I'm gonna let you all go yeah thank you, you brother have a great weekend and uh and uh stay away from the coffee wolf
3: <laughs> he's a poster child from it. need it thank you Dano
2: yeah thanks Dano all right take care uh god bless you brother Uh four one two nine one nine That was pretty neat one three one six take your boy up there and you get to pop the sled So let's go to Juan in South Carolina. Juan welcome to the locker room, brother.
7: Hey good morning, buddies. How y'all
3: doing? Doing good, brother. What's up?
7: Hey, before I get started, I want to say, whoa, well, congratulations on reaching out
3: to three bells. <laughs> that's right, Juan. We celebrate.
2: Yeah, we celebrate. couple
3: of donuts, you uh, know, yeah, a little right. pie maybe. Yeah,
2: it, it, go, it, it, get down to 260.
7: <laughs> oh, Wolf, you got a wow. Get down to 260,
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's true, bud. Oh, yeah. Hey,
7: we- when well, i was still on quarantine i don't think that's going to happen buddy
3: <laughs> <laughs> that quarantine you know one thing i did come out of this quarantine with is the the, the knowledge that i am not to be trusted at home alone with a full refrigerator right, just- right, oh, right 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 oh. right
7: right wow <laughs> yeah you sound like me bro. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yep so come ahead what do you got
7: i uh, uh so i would like to see um i'm hearing good things about um clear pool, so can you guys even recap on that?
2: Oh, man, he is phenomenal. I think he's going to be a a great receiver. Uh, You know, he's fast. He's big. He's strong. He can jump. He's got a huge uh, catch radius. uh, And he uh, goes up uh, and, you know, he gets combat catches. And uh, I I think he can uh, uh, burn uh, the corners. Uh, you know he's uh he blows the top off the coverage, and I, I I'm just thinking he's a he's
3: gonna be a great player. You know he's very physical, like Dunch was talking about. And here's the thing about it: he's gonna be one of these guys that creates a wake that stretches windows underneath for guys. Does you know where you're gonna have the safety maybe looking at him leaning towards his way? Uh, I think Deontay Johnson, James Washington, you got Juju. All these guys are gonna benefit with this young man can come along and make some catches down the field. Yeah. If he can get some catches, you go back to AB with Mike Wallace. Yeah. When Mike Wallace, you know, Mike Wallace came out his first or second year, he was averaging like 21 yards a catch. It was right. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, but you just get that that uh reputation as being a, being a tear the top off the coverage type of guy. Uh, those cornerbacks are ready to backpedal and, uh, backpedal and bail out real yeah. quick. And you create a lot of opportunities for other guys.
7: Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, with the, you know, with the three receivers, yeah, I like that. And all, like you said, we'll go back A.B. and Mike Wallace and Emmanuel Sanders. We might have the Young Money crew again, but hopefully it don't go bad like how it went with those guys.
3: Young Money. Young oh, Money. Yeah, the Young Money. I forgot about that.
7: yeah and also i saw that we signed another receiver yesterday so what you guys think about that
3: you know i think uh right now in my in my most humble opinion right now um any receiver's got a real uphill battle and that's a crowded room right now with a lot of talent as it is so we'll see you know there's obviously a reason that they bring them in they're always looking to upgrade their their people, their roster, and I think they do a great job of it. So we're going to see if, uh, what is it, uh, McLeod or something like that? I, I, I saw somebody's name, and I can't remember it right yeah. at the moment. Yeah,
7: uh, uh, Ray Ray McLeod, he's from yeah. Clemson, okay. him and Deion King. Him and Deion King was a
3: Clemson together. I, I, I like Deion King. You know, I will say this. Yeah, and, I do too. Okay, real quick, he's the one guy, though, he's been up and down in three days. I've watched him make a spectacular catch and then a couple of drops. The one guy that stands out in that receiver group and overall that just been a little bit too up and down. You got to make the most of your opportunities. Right, 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 right. And I just wonder if you bring in a Ray, Ray McLeod based on some of the fact that some of these guys are going to have some issues. Yeah. So we'll see. So,
2: yeah, I, I, I like Deontay. I like James and I like Juju and I like Chase. Yeah.
7: yeah, I agree. And then a lot of people, was, uh, I know a lot of Steelers fans don't like this guy, but but um, I was listening to um, the replays on the podcast. Y- y'all talking good about Switzer, so that's a good thing too. He looks good,
3: yeah, man. Yeah,
2: Switzer looks good. He looks shredded. He looks buffed. He looks bigger, stronger, and faster than last year.
3: You know how it is. You get a low back injury, and you know we don't know the full extent to how long it lasted or when it started. It, was it all season long or did it happen spontaneously in one moment? I don't know. Uh, but the fact is, if you have low back problems, you know what an issue that can be and how that can take away from your power, your speed, your ability to do the things that you need to do on the field. And I, as one guy myself who was, had problems with an L4 and L5 in my latter part of the career, uh, in my lower back, um, I, I can tell you absolutely that you know low backs can be a real issue out on the field.
2: Yeah, well, because you, you were – Deadlifting 800 pounds, and squat. <laughs> you know, don't cheat
3: me out of that yeah, 40. you know
2: Wolf Wolf was so strong, uh, and he had a 440 pound push press. Was it? Yeah, I 440. Remember. I, I remember
3: that. It was. I remember it was a lot. It, it, it hurt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Going up, it hurt a lot.
7: <laughs> and why would they be at you guys? Going, I knew, oh, Like I I listened to the podcast on replay. I heard you guys were talking about Danny McCullers, too, so
3: what's the deal on that? You know, it's going to be interesting to see what Danny does. He's dropped some weight. He looks pretty lean. Yeah, he looks you know? thin. Uh, is he going to you know, make that move? Maybe now you get the... To- Leaned out. I don't know. You know. I mean, we've been waiting for the white tiger to appear, as John yeah. Gruden puts it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're looking for that, the appearance of that uh, mythical white tiger that comes out every now and then that you rarely see. But Danny is that guy that you sit there and think every now and then he makes a point. You go, man, if he just would do that, th- just two out
7: of five times
2: or three out of and five. Joe Green said play angry yeah yeah and
7: yeah i was about to say that yeah moving joe green called him out so maybe that maybe the light bulb come on and Maybe that I can get it to give. <laughs> we can only
3: hope, man we can only hope. because I th- I think uh, Dan first of all he's, he's a great young kid yeah all right I got got a lot of respect for him he's come up and he's he's done some really good things but you got to see more and the promise of more is so big yeah. that it that it really weighs against the the downside you know yeah and that's you can only do that for so long before somebody's got to make a decision on it yeah okay yeah.
7: Juan I right, a brother. God all right, brother. Have you a have good, good one. Thank you.
3: You, too. you
2: betcha. God bless you, Juan. Take care. God uh, all right. He's Wolf.
3: And, uh, no, that he was, was Juan. Yeah, yeah, Juan. Well, don't get confused. Yeah, but now. yeah, well, he's Wolf. Well, I, I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to get it. I'll be back in Wichita before I know it.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, the first uh, uh, Wichita State night game was played with cars. Uh, From the headlights? The, yeah, the oh, headlights. Yeah. That's crazy. So uh, we played on the anniversary of the car headlights. And, Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Did and they, they have car headlights on the yeah, anniversary? Yeah, they started it, but they, they lit the lights. Wow. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a well, break. We know,
3: we know it wasn't Was, was it Nebraska because yeah. that's a state.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's Wolf, I'm touching. you are in the locker room.
8: Uh, kind of a group decision, you know. I felt like there were um, things that I could have worked on coming coming out of last year already to begin with. So um, Steelers gave me a plan. Um, I stuck to it, and I feel like it'll help me uh, a ton going into this year with my lateral quickness, my speed.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F one fifty is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunchin Wolf. So that's Benny
2: Snell. And when he came back to camp, he was lean. And you know, he did it when uh he was away from the Steelers. Yes. He was focused this offseason, and he said uh 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 Eddie Faulkner said, I'm excited with Benny and his passion. He loves the game. He will pick things up. He said, I love my job. I was brought here to play football, and that's what I love.
3: We we love football. There's no question about it, and the enthusiasm you bring is so very important. Yeah. No question about it. And guys that grasp that moment understand how important it is, especially – when you think about this COVID year and how unusual it is, yeah. you've got to make the most of every opportunity, and right. that opportunity existed without the coaches having their thumb on you. You weren't under the coaches' microscope the entire offseason the way it normally is. Yeah. So it says to me, Benny takes the, the, the whole thing very seriously. Right. He's a guy that is very studious about what he wants to get done. He took the plan. He worked the plan. He stuck with the plan, right. and he showed up in great shape. So here we go. Yeah. You know. I mean, let's see what this young guy can do.
2: Yeah. So it's four one two nine one nine one three one six, and he said, uh, uh, "I'm going to play the best I can," uh, and uh, not being, uh, you know, to see the the live looks has been a challenge. So you know,
3: absolutely. Here's yeah. here's the thing. I think for for Benny, I don't think there's a problem with him running the ball. I think obviously. The greatest thing he does is run the ball. I think he's got some excellent vision. I think he's used to being a featured back. I think he's capable of carrying the rock multiple times yeah. in the game. I think where he lacks dropping a little bit to maybe conceptually understanding the uh routes all you know in the route running that he's got to do, but that's something that he's going to pick up. Right. I think his weakest area was like James's weakest area his blitz pickups. Right. It's you know rookier. understanding who to pick up and, and you know we were just watching the other day, and we we're watching Eddie Faulkner put through uh, the the paces the uh, linebackers and the backs, and you know when they run a fire X when they run some of those blitzes you've got to adjust and, and it, it's not easy to read you know a lot of people say well he's blitzing just pick him up well you got to understand that you you got to be accountable to a certain right pick up uh, given the protection. And, you know, and,
2: and a Fire X is the it can be
3: confusing as all get up. Yeah, out.
2: the the uh inside backer um coming
3: first and the second backer trailing. Can I tell you something? That's what got me nearly cut in Miami. Yeah. You know the Fire X? You know, I had major problems with that. AJ Dewey, right? AJ Dewey, and it was it, it. wasn't just the fire X; it was running from off, and whether it was a uh, you know a mo me game or yeah. a, a mo you, you know what I mean. It, that was extremely hard, and I had I got benched three times yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah, you know, so I understand that blitz pickups, while seemingly easy. To some people, I guess, Uh, you understand that they're a lot more difficult when things are locked and loaded and flying live.
2: Yeah, and, uh, you know, the blitzes, uh, you know, if you anticipate the blitzes, you could pick them up. But if they surprise you. Well,
3: seriously, think about this. We're offensive linemen.
2: Yeah. Could you
3: read a blitz in our rookie year? No, no, not my, (laughs) my rookie year. We were we were young enough, we were agile enough, we were strong enough that we could react and recover from some bad positions. Yeah, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you a, a, a twist from a three me a three you right what have you all right. By our tenth year, you could smell it coming out of the huddle. You, right, by, you could just by see our it. fourth fifth yeah, year, yeah even yeah even earlier. Yeah okay. Um, that's the difference. And right. so for Benny, now in the second year, this is one of those years you're going to start to be able to pick it up more and be able to have a better feel and read, a pre-snap read on what's going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it, uh, he, he's going to be, uh, you know, the second year, uh, you you gain knowledge. Right, you, but you still the, struggle.
3: Yeah, yeah. The, it's not like you, you've got all a 1,000 reps in the experience tank. Do you know what I mean? You're still gaining that knowledge and moving forward. Like you said, in the fourth, fifth year, yeah, you could read it. You could tell by the way they're looking at you. You know, you can tell that you got the scouting report in your head. You understand what their tendencies are. Would you mind – could you turn that off? Yeah, I
2: I, I had a I, I had Mr. a potato head. Yeah, but what it it's was Devin Bush's interview. I'm so glad you had Devin but Bush's th- interview. But I th- I, thought was, well, here, okay? I thought it was we're doing a radio show here. Well, I thought it was. Do you mind
3: sticking to the radio I show? I thought
2: it was written, so I uh, I thought it was written.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought Wichita was in Nebraska. And it is. Only I thought Wichita was the state. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We're having some complications here, Chalooch. Stay with me. All right? Because neither one right now is batting a 1,000 here.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I agree.
3: (laughs) Okay. So, we've come to the conclusion in Benny Snell's second year, one of the things that he's got to do, the strength that he's got to Make a strength, I should say. What he's got to make a strength is going to be better pickups on the blitz. Yeah, and that includes not just merely being willing to put your grill in, in that guy's grill. Right. And you've got to understand which grill you're getting into first.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, you know, you you have to uh, identify who you're getting. So you know, the uh, the quarterback calls the mic. And so offensive line, you got the Mike. Def- uh running backs, you got, you got, the, got four the Mo. Biggs and Mike. Yeah, you got the Mo. Right. Uh
3: or you've got the Will. Right. Uh and or, Yeah. It, and it changes based on how many are in the box. Right. And then the pickups go and they got counts and then you've got specific areas. So these are all part of the process of learning how to read the blitzes and understanding you know, when you get into your uh, scouting report, you have a better understanding of what they're going to try to hit you with. Right. So make sure that you are doing the things you need to do, like get in the theater of your mind and run through those blitzes and those twists and everything else.
2: Yeah, you know, one of the things that you you have to do is visualize. You know, Chuck used to say, visualize. Absolutely. Uh, it's
3: a theater of your mind. Yeah, yeah. You get, nah, you he your didn't theater? say theater. You're mine. No, because he, he wasn't as hip as I am. Yeah. I'm so a little more hip. You're hip. You know? yeah. Absolutely. you know, yeah. theater. You're
2: your mine. <laughs> but, you know, he said uh, visualize and pick up the uh, blitzes. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. And uh, I remember one time doing it when I got moved from guard to tackle. You remember before we played the Giants in right. New York, Leonard Marshall playing defense end, Lawrence Taylor the outside linebacker. I was sitting there on a Friday, and I remember just I'm I'm, I'm sitting there and I got my feet up on the, you know, uh, on one of those uh, footrests, you know, Audubons or yeah. whatever, ottomans or ottomans, yeah, yeah, you know. And I'm sitting there and I'm I'm thinking I'm going through the blitzes in my head with Marshall and his club and and LT with the line and the you know uh, the twists that they ran. And uh, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, I guess I fell. I must have dozed off a little bit, and everything was dark. And all of a sudden, out of the darkness came this just a Giants jersey with 56 on it. Right, and it flashed right at me, and I like freaked out. I punched with my hands out, and I kicked the, uh, the the footstool all the way across the room. And I'm like sweating in the chair, and I've just suddenly broken out of sweat. I'm just standing, I'm just sitting there in the chair, and I'm just like like. Hyperventilating, and that's when my wife walked in. and Goes, you okay? And I go, yeah. I I, but I saw the game. I know what the game. I know what the blitz was. Yeah. She's like, oh wow, you're like, you got issues. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You know, and and when you when you're playing, when you push out the offensive tackle. Yeah. And you're playing LT. Well, the blitz is different
3: out there. Yeah. And And there's a lot of open space. Yeah. And and you're freaking out. Yeah, I was a close quarter combat guy. That's what I was. I was. You know, reduce the box area and let's have at it. And I, that was what I was better at. Yeah. You know, you were much better out in open space. Yeah. You were able to do that. Yeah. Well, we, I just—I wasn't—I wasn't, that, you, you, I wasn't you, as talented.
2: Well, well, no, you were—you were talented, but you played guard, and that's—that's that's... That's where
3: I needed to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Until they moved me.
2: Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, it's four one two nine one nine. One three one six. If you want to get in on this conversation, he's Wolf.
3: And I'm, have you been to Wichita? Yeah. <laughs> have you been to Wichita? Because obviously I haven't.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, All right, we got to go to break. Jake, he's, he's Wolf. Wolf I'm Judge. You're in a locker Jake, room. have You
3: been to Wichita? <laughs> no.
8: It's it's gonna pick up tremendously. Um, Ben's able to change the pace of the game, um, be able to um, make the calls at the line um, much quicker. Makes us all one, um, you know, when we're out there. So um, it's huge that he's back. Um, It's exciting to see him out there, um, back 100 percent.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So,
2: Benny Snell talking about Ben Roethlisberger, and, uh, you know, everybody's excited about Ben. Right. Everybody's excited about Ben.
3: Well, it's a good thing to be excited. Yeah. I mean, think about last year. Weren't excited when we saw him not show up for the second half in right. Se- against yeah. Seattle there. When he,
2: when he when he cut it loose. and oh, uh, yeah. And he grabbed that elbow, and yeah. they're like,
3: oh, yeah. there goes the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. And so uh, uh, he's back, and he's throwing the ball well, and he's
3: uh, hungry, and he's uh, – Three days uh, in a row he threw the ball. Yeah. I'm still wondering, going, what's up with that? Because normally it's uh, – Full practice, right? Half a day, yeah. No day, you yeah. know what I mean. So I mean, I was surprised to see the third day, but he threw the ball so very well. Yeah, yeah. He threw that with a lot of. He threw, like a two ball. He threw that two ball, there, right? You know, because so, you know Bruce Grad right, talked Bruce, about it. Bruce Grad talked about the two ball where yeah. he arced it over the top and yeah. dropped it in front of the others. Yeah.
2: So uh, and uh, when Stefan Tua given that he was uh, gone last year. He was hurt. Uh, he was given full medical clearance
3: and the recovery... Who are recover- we talking about? Stefan or, or Stephane. Ben? Stefan. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we- I, I, I didn't know if we were in Wichita still. Yeah.
2: So the recovery has gone well according to Stefan. Uh, uh, he was injured versus the L.A. Chargers. Uh, he tore a pack. And... Uh, you know, uh, I've had the uh, the chance to come back, uh, better than ever.
3: You know, the thing I, I, I one of my questions because I, I wrote it down. I was gonna say in the first three days, I got some questions that uh, kind of like getting your take on it. One would be, who do you think is happier to be back, Stefan or Ben? Both, both, yes, but I think here is the one that watching stuff like in some of the practices this guy's flashing a megawatt smile right I think he is so happy to be back with everybody I you know and I'm sure Ben I know Ben's happy right They're no question about it yeah and I think I think more people are happy he's back maybe more so than he being back uh, just because of you know how much he means this team yeah you know what I mean and I, I know he's thrilled to be back and that's that's great but I mean it really it struck me the other day uh, I was watching Stefan to it. On uh, the first couple of days, and just he just seems to be really in a good place right now. Right, so, I'm back. I'm so happy to contribute. I'm glad to be a part of this defense. That's a two man wrecking crew with with uh, right between him and Cam Hayward there. Yeah, I he's mean, smiling. Oh yeah, he's smiling like yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah, he's smiling you know? and uh, uh, he's
3: cheesing left and right, man. Yeah,
2: you know, uh, and and between him and Cam, you know they're 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 going to be dominant. Yeah, they're they're gonna be dominant.
3: The A and B gap chaos they can create yeah. to me is is significant because you start running Tom games, you run the, yeah. the you know the TT twist, that sort of thing. Um those because both guys can motor. Yeah. Both guys can penetrate. Right. Both guys can drive the man over them, bull rush them right back into the quarterback. Right. Um so I, I look at that and I think, man, you if again the promise that is there, inherent in that body of stuff onto it and what he's capable of doing. Wow.
2: You know, Carl Dunbar said uh, you can't double-team everybody. That's a great point. And, uh, you know, when he's on the field and Cam is on the field, uh, you know that – You got to pick your poison. Yeah, you got to pick your poison. Uh, And he's a dominant player, uh, Stephon. Very dominant. Yeah.
3: He had three and a half sacks in six games last year. Yeah. I mean, literally, if (laughs) – you know who knows what he could have had by the end of the year had he right. stayed healthy. Yeah. Cuz he was whumping on guys. Right. Um I look at that foursome up front, you know, this is the foursome that can get pressure by themselves. Right. They can really bring it.
2: You know, they they they, they went with the big 4. Uh uh Stefan and Cam outside, Chris Wormley and uh uh Tyson Alulo inside. And so that that was the big the big four, big, you know, the, the, the big nickel. You know, the big nickel, and, and it wasn't uh, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree on the outside, but it was the big nickel.
3: And uh, well, that's that's you know where you got that more possibility of rundowns. You know what I mean? Or it could be personal matchups. Either way, yeah, it's looking good, but. That's what I was – my, my one of my questions was, I was around, who do you think is happier to be back? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think both probably is the answer. Yeah, because – uh, Steph was just – I was just taken with his smile. Yeah. I mean, he was just – you know, there's something ingratiating about Steph to it. I think a lot of him. He's a fine young man. Yeah. And, uh, he's got a lot of character and – uh he's a good guy. Yeah, good dude. So, good, good – and a good teammate. So, anyhow, he's back.
2: You know, when, when he walked – he walked 4 miles to oh, yeah. his first high school practice. Yeah. And it was late. And uh, you
3: know and, and you know he walked it, He wanted to be yeah. there. You know, he had no ride and I, right. again, you know, he had that desire to be there and to be part of something. Right. Um that uh, you know uh, his buddies were going out for football and he wanted to be part of that group. So, you know, I I just I love to watch the guys. I love to hear the back stories about what kind of you know how it shaped their view of football, and then uh, to see them go out and apply themselves in a manner where they're excited, they're happy, and, you know, it, and this is a guy who's just got such great potential, but he's got to unlock that. We've yeah. got to see it.
2: And he, he, he's, he's got to stay healthy.
3: Yeah. That's the secret. Yeah. He's the sc- key for him to to unlock that great potential.
2: Yeah. He's, he's got to stay healthy. And, uh, you know, the Steelers just signed, signed Ray Ray, McLeod. Right. Yeah. I had a wide receiver.
3: Yeah. 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 I, we'll, we'll see. You know, I mean, there's just not a lot of room in that receiver room, but there's a reason that they signed him. They don't just sign guys just yeah. to sign guys, you know? So we'll see what this guy brings to bear. Um, again, you look at the the wide receiver room, and you think about the uh, Juju, you think about Chase Claypool, you think about Deontay, and, uh, you know, you got James Washington. That's it. Pretty strong foursome right there. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's,
2: it's good. It's good. Well,
3: now, you, you know, the one thing you wonder is who's going to slot, you know, running back, uh, Switzer, punt return, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know if it's was McLeod or return guy. Yeah. I don't know enough about him yet to really make a, you know, say anything about it. So you, you were uh, discussing um,
2: Asked and Answered.
3: Uh, oh, well, Labs! Labs had a great article. It was an Aston answered. He talked about the uh, oh. ramifications of the preseason. Ashton answered yesterday was terrific. He had a rundown on the Super Bowl. Who would have been the Super Bowl defensive MVPs? Um, and that one, you know, we need to. I need to reshuffle the deck here first to go to that. But I just enjoyed reading his take on what a um, a. No preseason game season is going to look like. Yeah, and one of the things he stressed is, you know, you, you're going to come and you got to make a number of judgments without having video evidence to back right. up what you're, yeah, what you're making a judgment on, and you got to make a call. That's what I was talking about a couple segments ago. You're going to have to make a call sooner or mm-hmm. later. You're going to have to start whittling this roster down, and you've got to be a practice player. Like uh, Mike Tomlin talked about, he said, you know, some guys are practice players, some some guys are gamers, and Mike said. Without any hesitation, you better be a, be practice, a practice player, player this yeah. year because this is the year where uh, the the Wednesday Pro Bowlers they got to show up if right. you want to be uh, a part of the the Steeler squad. You're gonna have to show up and really excel in practices and and in a way that uh, maybe there's a little more RPMs and in intensity going on this year than any other year.
2: Yeah, and and you know there it's gonna be interesting. We haven't seen the full special teams yet. No. Yeah, and uh, uh you were uh there uh Danny Smith is using uh three or four guys
3: scenarios.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> not a scenario. And uh, uh you know it's going to be interesting uh when they scrimmage right on special teams.
3: Well, there's a great quote in here. You got uh, uh, Labs was right, and he said the preseason football is equal to sparring and boxing. Right. You know, and that's that's a, that's a great way to put it. You know, I mean, you've those preseason games were, you know, how you would put a guy into the ring and go at it because. So much is learned in those games, you know, yeah. and I know we're maybe belly aching about it and so forth. Uh, there, there are players that obviously, they don't care about the preseason in the sense of, I don't think a Dave DiCastro, Marquise Pouncey is all wired up about it. Those guys don't have the, you know, the, the things that we, we liked about it was a fact like we always talk about, you know, you got air conditioning, you got a nice mattress, you got room, uh, yeah, service, room service, and you got the TV. You know yeah. what I mean? So that was one of the reasons you just loved going on the road or whatever. You get out of camp. But yeah. these guys, you know, it, that's not the situation as such. But you've got to create, uh, you know, there's got to be more of that uh, sparring-type atmosphere that you have to create and practice and replicate and practice.
2: Right. And and you know what? The, uh, it, it was live, and, you know, one, one of the things that we – enjoyed about the preseason especially the last preseason game is we played three and a half quarters and uh we that's a conf- perfect analogy yeah, we confirmed in yeah. our minds that we could go 60 minutes
3: absolutely there's no question about it you know one of the things that mike talked about I and mean, bob quotes uh Uh, Mike Tomlin here says, a guy wouldn't step into the ring without sufficient sparring. And there are equations regarding the number of rounds you can anticipate in a fight and the number of hours required to spar in preparation for those fights. He said, I view football in a very similar way. I don't put an equation on it, but there are certain areas of play that transpire in stadiums that you can't duplicate. And one of those areas that's really significant is special teams. And that's one of the areas they're talking about. But for us, it was the three and a half quarters. Let you know, you get into the fourth right. quarter, and you realize, okay, I'm good to go. I'm ready to go for the season opener. Yeah. You know, and that's something they've moved away from. And there was no equation too. But I remember back, you know, when we when I had my gym, you know, and I would make sure that uh, I didn't have a specific equation for for my kids fighting. But I could tell. I mean, just watching. When you watched, you knew, you understood. You you could tell when a guy's ready to go and what he's not, right. you know, and so you've got to make that judgment. That's what Mike does. You know, these there's not a certain equation that he puts on, you know, as far as uh, preseason games, quarters, what have you. He sees it. He knows it, and that's why he's such a great coach. Yeah,
2: and, uh, you, you've, uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, you have to have a scrimmage uh, to simulate a preseason game. And uh, you have to, you know, you have to, you have to do it. Well, that's the sparring. Yeah, you know,
3: I mean, you got, you're gonna have to have live ammo. You got to find out sooner or later. And uh, I think you can keep your your vets, your key players, from uh, too much high exposure. Yeah. But you're still got to expose them somewhat. You've got to be able to callous your body and be able to be prepared to take the hits, to take the bumps, to take the grind that's going to occur.
2: Yeah, but you know if you you're gonna have to uh uh have a scrimmage where you keep playing. Not not three plays and out. No. Yeah. Absolutely you not. Know, you that. Gotta, you're you gonna, gotta, gonna have gotta,
3: to run special teams out there. Yeah, you've you, got to do game like situations. Yeah.
2: And and you you've got you've I wonder gotta, when that's gonna come. Yeah, and and uh uh hurry up offense was uh sucks the life out of you. and uh, that that's What challenge you?
3: I found it very interesting that they ran that so quick in the the training camp.
2: Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So we're going to take a break. It's 412-919-1316. He's Wolf, and I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room.
6: Any way you want it, the way you need
2: Um, I just think we got a good group of veteran guys that, you know, been here, played here long enough to understand the defense, um, to be able to just pick back up where they left off at. Um, I'm just going to keep coming back and do what I've been doing so far, inserting my role
4: back into my position and working hard every day to be back acclimated with the defense.
1: You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. And that's Stephon Tua uh talking about his uh g- getting
2: back after it and uh it's any way you want it.
3: He, he's uh I you know whenever we play this song Journey, I always think of Caddyshack and Rodney Dangerfield out there like dancing on yeah. that. that was hilarious. I, I loved that movie. I thought Caddyshack was just yeah so so cool. Yeah. Anyhow, yes, oh yes. Yeah. See, Jacob agrees too. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing about Steph To is... He is probably the one guy that can make the biggest difference in that defensive unit this year. Right, him coming back to form, completing a 16 game season, and being able to, um, you know, kind of pay it forward. Yeah, you know the great realization of the talent that he's got. Now he's just got to simply, he's uh, he's got to make sure that he comes out and is able to um, do it and yeah. get it nailed down. And this defense can just be. Oh, they could be like playing with their hair on fire.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's going to be the dominant defense and a dominant offense, and I, I can't wait.
3: Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, This defense is just capable. It's Super Bowl capable. Yeah. Now you look at the offense. The offense can Super be Super Bowl, Bowl capable. capable as yeah. well. So look at this. You hope and pray that uh, everybody can stay healthy. They can play at the top of their game, and uh, we'll move forward. Looking right. forward. I mean, we're coming into – what are we? A month away? Less than a month away from right. uh, New York? Yeah. You know, if we can if we can get this first game nailed down, I think they can, everybody can be off and running. Right. Yeah. And I think we will. Yeah, I uh, do. I do. I have great hope. Yeah. You know, uh, two months ago, Chalooch, we had conversations. And I told you in private. I'm not sure this is going to be pulled off. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that this season can actually go and and get it in in the style and manner in which you want it. To be an NFL season, but as we move along here, I'm more and more excited about the possibilities that exist.
2: Yeah, yeah, and me too, me too. Uh, You know, I I think the uh, uh, players are playing, and uh, well, yeah, generally players play. Yeah, (laughs) but you know, one of the things I think about, you know, I, 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 I. Read about that Oakley mask, mm-hmm. and
3: uh, what'd you think about it?
2: Yeah, I I thought thought it would uh, be protective. how tight is it on the face? Uh, it it's on the inside of the uh, of the face mask.
3: All right, so it's not like right up against your face. No. Okay, now that's interesting. I didn't know that. See, I thought it was kind of like one of those, like a hood. Yeah. You know, but it would be right up on the, on your, like a, 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 a like mask. a mask. Yes. Yeah, like those masks. Yes. You know, that's what I I I pictured in my mind, and I thought the breathing and the comfort comfortability would be like something that I would I'd hate. Yeah. And it's not.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, I I. It, and it does what?
3: It cuts off the. Uh,
2: you know, you it, said you it's read about protective. It. Okay. It's protective. Okay. Uh, but I think it uh, fogs
3: up. Oh.
2: <laughs> that can be a problem. Right, right, right. That right. would be a
3: problem. That's one of the reasons I never liked the, the visors. Even even when I got poked in the eye and I got my eye cut and my best bud wouldn't even look at it and tell me if my eyeball was hanging out in Miami, all right, I still didn't want to wear a visor because I hate the visors. They they fog up. They get, you know, Yeah. you know. It's just not good. I don't like well, it. Well, you spray the the, uh, the stuff on it. <laughs> what are you, you going to do? Get a squeegee out there and you know, get somebody come along and you're a know, squeegee off your face mask? Yeah. Come on. No. Yeah.
2: So, so you wanted to ask a I bunch of out. questions. Oh,
3: yes. Here's it. Okay. First, the first three days. All right. Take a look at the first three days. Now, as you kind of think about it, who has been the most impressive? Uh, in your mind, that that has stood out. Who do you? There's no right or wrong here. This is about who has jumped out at you.
2: Yeah, and uh, uh, Eric Ebron. Okay, Eric Ebron. And why? Uh, he's made a, uh, a a number of diving catches. Uh, you know, he's gotten open, and um, he's very vocal about uh, uh, you know encouraging guys. Right, and uh, I, I like Eric Ebron, and uh, he's he's looked the best to me.
3: He looks. I'm interested. He he runs some really nice routes. Yeah. Uh, he also gets himself loose around the end zone. Obviously, we know that. But just his ability to uh, run the routes, um, have a little, have a little uh, veteran push off. You know yeah. how you disengage. You know right, and the separation right, 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 point right. And, and your routes. You know he does the little things. You know the little bumping and rubbing with the hip and yeah. shoulder and things that that will create the separation that you need. So, yeah, I like Eric Ebron. Yeah. I think the fact is that you're talking about the two tight end system. Uh, possibilities exist for uh, some pretty neat stuff. I go, again, I keep looking at I'm going, in, you go those two tight ends, you go like a uh, Chase Claypool and Juju. Yeah. Then you've got to somebody like McFarlane in the backfield. And, again, it's you spread everybody out and then, See what McFarland can right, do. That yeah. could be something interesting.
2: And, and James Conner,
3: I've seen uh, James. Wait a minute. You get one. To... You get one. Why, and I uh, go one. We're going to uh, trade back and forth. Okay, okay. I'm just commenting on yours. So my my guy is uh, UG3. I've just been watching him and really have been excited about what I see. That You're he...
2: infatuated
3: with UG3. I w- Maybe, maybe. I thought about him I've seriously. I, I, I wrote did a lot of writing during quarantine, you know, along with eating a lot of donuts and yeah. pizza, you know. But um the fact is I've watched this young man um from afar. You know, they'd had some video and stuff like that, and then you read some interviews and you know, I was just kinda looking at him going, Well, they released Barron. Yeah. They didn't pick up anybody else. Robert Spillane's another inside linebacker. He's a special team. Uh, core guy, right? Uh, you know what? They must really think something of UG three. You know, we're talking about Ulysses. Uh, so, just kind of thinking about it and the possibilities. Watching some more of his highlight film and seeing his body type and his explosiveness, his ability to run. Uh, what I didn't know was that he was coverage capable as much as as well as he is right now. Thus right. far, we've seen some really pretty nice play. Yeah. Now that it's very early. It's it's only three days. Only two of them were in pads. But yet we've seen some coverage capabilities from uh, UG three that I think makes for real possibilities. And uh, you know that's one of the things that, you know you think about it. Mike Tomlin's pointed uh, out uh, that a practice player is needed. Yeah, not the, not the games guy, but a practice player. And I think right now UG three is a guy that's shown up practice.
2: You know, you know he's fast. He's explosive. And he's very athletic, uh, and uh, you know he's all over the field. Uh, you know I like him too. I, yeah. I, li- I like him too. I'm. I'm. And he's a zip. Yeah. You and, know, yeah. rubber ball guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's
3: an Akron guy. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right. Give me maybe a guy that you've seen, up and down. All right. Because I already told you one. The, yeah. M- the guy that I'm. Deion Kane yeah. was your up and down. Yeah. Um. You know. I. I. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Because again, this is not right or wrong. This is about the. Uh, have you noticed? Uh, has anything jumped out at you?
2: Yeah, um, you know Alex Highsmith. Uh, you know he's 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 uh, a relentless player, but he's been up and down. Right, uh, and, and they, they, you you and you, you would expect that. yeah that you would expect that the R- Rooks exactly and, so uh, and so you know he's. Got, got a great uh, pass rush on the outside, and he's got a dipper rip, and you know he
3: he he propels himself to the quarterback. You know he's another of those guys that these kids are coming out of college now. They're they're highly functional pass rushers. They're learning to use their hands in a forward yeah. range. You know where their their hands actually contact before their, their upper body does. You know, and that's not that hasn't been the normal. Normally a guy come up and you you head button, club, uppercut, spin, yeah. what have you, swim. All that stuff would happen in the context of, you know, the the the, the combative square that you, you kind of contact each other. But he's one of those hands forward guys, much like TJ Watt when you look at it. Um, for me, Deion Kane was and, and and this is not a put-down on Dion. It's just he made a couple of spectacular catches early yeah. on. And I thought, wow, look at that, you know. And then a couple where they got away from him that I thought, you know, maybe this is one of the things that has been a problem for him, is consistency in catching the ball. Because he's obviously – he's got the speed. He can run the routes. He's got hands. He's capable. And it's about consistency and showing up each and every practice, each and every day. And that's going to be huge – Again, given the Mike Tomlin edict of the fact is you got you can't rely on being a game player. You got to be a practice player, especially this year. So Deion Kane was just the guy that I noticed um, just a little bit of that. And again, uh, there's plenty more that he's capable of doing. There's a lot more time to go, but just in the first three days, that's somebody that stood out to me.
2: Yeah, and he's uh, he's been a uh, he's fast.
3: Yeah. He's a fast guy. Like I said, he can run good routes and he's got certainly adequate hands. He would have never gotten to this level without adequate hands. So to me, the only thing that that stands in the way is the concentration. You know, maybe you have some concentration lapses and that's something that he he can overcome with. So anyhow, one of the other questions, all right, was who's already looking back at the top of his game? And it's easy because you can say Ben, all right? I mean, one thing about Ben is three full days back in the saddle, chucking the rock, doing the things necessary to do. He already looks like to me he's already he's got you know everything is there. Yeah, he's, he's going to be ready to go. But give me somebody else besides Ben because that you we've know been lauding Ben how well he's.
2: I want to I want to go back to Dion King. Oh, okay, go ahead. He reminds me of Devontae Adams from uh, the Green Bay Packers, and he's got the same number seventeen. Uh, and he's elusive and he's fast um, you know I, I I just think that and uh, Ben has looked great uh, and I, I I expect
3: Ben to do great yeah no question about it. he already looks like he's back though yeah you know what I mean um, that's one of the things that I, I I find so exciting but that's that's like an easy one you know what I mean Yeah um, I think another guy that I think is already starting to in my mind, um show uh like a step up right now is Devin Bush. I yeah. thought Devin Bush has had some nice practices here yeah. and he has looked to be capable. We've seen him do some good things.
2: Yeah, so is a Vinny. Yeah. Who, old school. Vinny old school uh, Will- Well
3: Vinny, he's just a banger, you know, and I, I, you respect that. He's, he's a guy. He's a solid pro. Yeah, you know. I think it's funny. He, he seems, he seems to like to enjoy going back and forth with you in the stands. Right. <laughs> he yells out to you. Yeah. And uh, you know, because um, I but, call him old school. Right. Absolutely. But you know, the thing about it is he's just that's funny. the
2: best compliment. Oh yeah. That's the best compliment you could uh, uh, pay a guy. Well, uh, call him old school. Yeah, and uh, you know.
3: The, that was what we craved. Well, you know, I mean, it was just because that's the way it was done. You know, I mean, in our era, in our time slot, uh, in the NFL, um, it was all about being the old school, Yeah, you know. Um, and you want to be accepted by the veterans. Well, Vinny is the veteran. He is right. the guy. And he sets a tempo there. But what I'm excited about, I thought Devin Bush is a, just nicely – Looking like he's um, maybe making that next step to be the consistent signal caller in that huddle that they need him to be. Yeah, you know, so that would be another guy. Um, anybody else? Anybody else jump out at you? Juju, Juju's all right, uh, and James Conner, right?
2: Okay, tell me why. James Conner looks great, and Juju looks great, uh, and, and you know, I'm 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 a big fan of both of them. Uh, and they're they're buddies, and uh, they've come into the camp in great shape, and they've been uh, doing well. And, uh, you know, James, whether he's out in the routes or whether he's running the ball, he's doing great, and Juju is catching
3: everything that's thrown to him and uh, making plays. All right, my next guy and uh, my last guy as far as – Guys that are, are kind of, they're, they're already towards the top of their game. Three days, they started to show, and I thought Al Villanueva has had nice three days. It looks like his feet are moving better. Yeah. You pointed out his punching. Yeah. You know, his hands. Yeah. Um, he obviously came in, and in my mind, I thought he was in great shape because he looks so strong. Yeah. I mean, just strong. And I I think that uh, that could have been maybe some of the missing element last year, Uh. you know, in in. in what was going on, and I don't know if he had something going on. You know, if you got one of the things that you have is you got to be careful not to overload yourself with off stuff, off-field activity stuff. Yeah. Which I I know he was carrying, he was going to class and everything. That's that's tough. I mean, you just ask Dwayne Woodruff, Dwayne yeah. Woodruff. You know, he went, he became a lawyer and then a judge, going to yeah. law school during the season, and that's really really tough, and that can affect your play. And and Woody talked to us about that. Yeah. When we asked him about it. And uh, so for Al, it, Al looks spot on right now, and I'm excited for him because right. that's going to be a huge thing. He comes along and has the kind of year he's capable of having.
2: He's looking good, and he's looking buffed. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, Yes, he is. His his pipes are bigger. Oh, his face is wider. Yeah. You, know, you can always tell an offensive lineman that's put on some size and everything else when, uh, you know what, their face is a little bit wider. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, if it's too wide – then it says you've been uh, eating, you know, sweets and taking long naps. Yeah, yeah. But like you, you had to go there, didn't you? Just, just couldn't resist. You had to go there. Because, but you're, other
2: guys, your, 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 uh, uh, um,
3: your comfort foods is double stuffed Oreos. <laughs> That's just one of them. I got plenty more. Yeah. <laughs> you ever had hoop- Hoopie's uh, uh, sweet rolls? Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Those come out of the oven. Got the nice icing on them right. and everything. Oh, All yeah. those.
2: Yeah, when we slip you, over at Hoopies. Remember that? That we had the um the sweet rolls. Th- no, we had the for the we had the Sunday the beef Sunday. Oh yeah, roast beef Sunday. The yes. roast beef Sunday for dinner, yes. and then we had the sweet rolls in the morning.
3: Yes, with the eggs. Yeah. That's that's living high on the hog, brother. Yeah. Let me yeah. tell you something. Yeah. So anyhow. The fact is, I think a guy like Al Villanueva is also a guy that I think in the first three days, you look at it, he reported in, in top flight condition. Yeah. strong. Uh, I, I had gone out and said, even last year, I said, you know what, the one thing I thought Al just could have had uh, some issues with was his footwork. Yeah. you know, And you pointed out, yeah, and a little more punching. And I think Al puts those two things together. He's just uh, gonna be spot on right and have right. another great year.
2: Yeah, he told me he said, I'm gonna punch I'm gonna punch, yeah. punch, punch. Yeah. Uh and David DiCastro. Uh he hasn't <sighs> practiced yet. Yeah,
3: d- d- Dave's how about Marquise and Dave? Yeah. Marquise comes right back, you know, first he missed the first day of pads, yeah. uh had personal leave. Um, but comes right back and, you know, he just he's he's Marquise is a great player. David's yeah. a great player. You know, yeah. I mean those two guys are already at the uh, you know right back where they need to be in in practice and everything else right and they're going to lead this offensive line this offensive line has got to be capable of uh, pulling together and we're again we're going to see the Chooks Zach Banner uh, battle play out Matt yeah. Tyler at left guard yeah um, so you know I'm excited about the potential of this offensive line and what can happen yeah given that Ben is I'll, back I, that, yeah, so. they're,
2: they're they're they are looking very good very sharp. Yeah, they're not good. And uh Zach Banner had a tay to tay with uh uh TJ TJ Watt too. Right. Yeah, Two. They,
3: a little back to back, almost back to back. But that's good. It, it was back to back. Yeah, it was it was uh, that's what I thought. It was almost back to back, or there was somebody got in the middle of that too, and I don't know exactly. <sighs> but the point is this it's all right for the boys to be a little bit feistier this year because you're not having the opportunity right. to release that tension through preseason games.
2: Yeah, and you, you, you're not You know not how fa- it is.
3: You got, you got to find the
2: pecking order facing, amongst the alpha males. You're facing the guys every day. You're facing, yeah.
3: you know, Zach Banner, TJ, every day. Yeah. Uh, they went right back at it, and you know what? Uh, I found it interesting, because at the end, when they went, uh, you know, Mike had them take their helmets off, and they were going against each other, and you know, the the thing that I like to see is, okay, when you can put it behind you. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a time when uh, you let it go, but there's a time when you know that it can be too injurious or too damaging. Yeah. You know, you got to let those things go, and that's part of uh, putting the team together.
2: All right. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, he's Wolf. I'm still Wolf. Yeah. you're Even when, you're when still, we come back. Yeah, even when we come back. <laughs> and you're in the locker room. <laughs>
1: Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf.
3: Oh, yeah. We're back. Boston. I I love Boston. Boston's nice. Very nice. But the action wasn't in Boston. It was in Baltimore yesterday. I about Des Bryant going to Baltimore? Yeah. And he leaves without a contract. Now, remember, he uh, blew out his Chili's Way back, uh, what, New 2018? Orleans. Yeah, yeah New, New Orleans. Orleans. He got signed there. And the first day. Yeah, how about, you know, this is always kind of, yeah. you know, that was just great talent. Yeah. And just, I don't know. You know, I mean, some guys come in and he had the ability, the talent, but he just never quite realized the greatness, I think, that really was in front of him. Yeah, yeah. But anyhow, he leaves Baltimore, which I'm glad, because I don't think Dez has got anything left in tank. Obviously, they don't either because of the fact that they didn't sign him. But just signing he, another he guy. He went to
2: Baltimore, and then they, they,
3: they, he, they didn't he, sign him. So that's good. I, you know, the Baltimore birdies, what a powerful offense right. that is. Lamar Jackson is just – you know, I wonder how many – How many quarterbacks are going to move? How how many quarterbacks we're going to see in the Lamar Lamar Jackson stuff? Yeah,
2: well, you know uh, the Steelers played Lamar Jackson at home very Very well. well. Yeah, he threw three picks, I think, and uh, uh, and uh, if uh, Ola uh, sacked Lamar Jackson and he put him, he put his head into the belt. But they, they they flagged them. Was that the flag one? Yeah, that was just that's just that was terrible.
3: A, that was a bad call. Yeah, it was very yeah. And you know, again, we go back to Lambert talking about putting skirts on them, and yeah. they virtually have yeah. You know, and it's a shame because uh, this game, you know, like I said, they should go back and apologize to Bobby Douglas and yeah. you know Ro- Roman Gabriel right. and all those guys, you know, that that took a beat down.
9: Yeah, Roman Joe Gabriel Kapp.
3: was tough. Oh, he was. Joe Cap was, was tough. You know, Joe Cap was was just, just ornery tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bobby Douglas, I don't even think he he couldn't throw at all. He, Roman he, Gabriel could throw. Yeah. He was tough, but he could throw. The Bobby Douglas could throw. He threw it like a shot put.
2: No, he didn't throw it. He he threw, he he had a lot of smoke on it.
3: <laughs> he couldn't throw the ball with. With touch, he couldn't throw a two ball. He he he
2: didn't throw it with <laughs> touch, but he he everything was he could through throw the it wall. Through a wall.
3: Everything was, it was through like the wall. was like a shot put. Yeah, Joe Cap, I just uh, I admired Joe Cap. Joe was just a. Th- Do you remember when he like punched a guy out when he was like seventy five years old? I mean, there was a, a couple of years ago something happened. I can't remember. There was a there was a video that went out and um, he just pounded a guy. Some guy was mouthing off or something like that. Who was probably twenty years younger than him, thirty years younger. And he popped the guy. <laughs> an yeah, that's, a, that's an old Viking. Yeah, that's that's an old Viking. Joe Cap, no doubt about it. Well, anyhow, um, as we uh, move along here, what do you think we're going to see today? You think they'll be in pads?
2: I th- yeah, because yeah. they they weren't they weren't in pads the day before yesterday, and yesterday was an off day, so they're going to be in pads, and I think. Today is going to be
3: a very physical practice. I would hope so. Yeah, you know, I like that because, you know, it's really nice as you have a little sandwich there. Then you know, you got the chocolate chip cookies, and yeah, you know, that's just a nice backdrop while you're having the, having at the cookies. You yeah, and watch the boys sweating a little bit, and you know, it's, it's just good good family fun.
2: Yeah, uh, and for you especially,
3: <laughs> I was surprised at the uh, two minute drill they ran the other day. You know, they 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 looked very good yeah you know they were uh they're they're hopping through it i guess the first thing that caught my interest was listening to mike tomlin talk about uh you know the importance of the two-minute drill and you know prior to actually doing it when he called the team up right you know and and huddled up a little bit and it it was kind of funny because at that moment it kind of struck me as is this what it's going to be like on a on a home game yeah.
2: You know? Yeah, I I it's gonna be but but the defense is gonna be uh, uh being the crowd noise. Ma- Ma- crowd yeah, noise. They, they were they were yelling, they were going woo, woo,
3: woo. right, right. Is that is I mean think about it. This is this is an extraordinary time in the NFL. Yeah. When you sit there in the stands, you can hear the coach yelling at the guys, talking to the yeah. guys. There's gonna be a lot of conversations. I mean if they go forward with no fans in the stands, right. some some teams are ruling out the first three home games, first two, no fans whatsoever. Okay, and yeah. I don't know what the Steelers are doing yet, um, but the fact of the matter is, just some of them, you know, like we've seen in Philadelphia, we've seen in New England, um, where they're saying there's no fans, and you're, you 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 know, what's it going to sound like? What's it going to feel like? Our guys going to have that intensity of their. Are there's going to be you know more mouthing off, or is there going to be less because of the fact that there's not this storm of noise flowing down from the stands? So
2: let's go. Uh, the, you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. 412-919-1316. Let's go to Ed in Phoenix. Ed, welcome to the locker room.
10: Can
3: you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we, we got you, Ed.
10: Okay. Hello, Austin. Hey, guys.
3: How are you doing? Good. Doing good. How are you doing, Ed?
10: Fantastic. Uh, Last week, you guys were talking about the old fogey quarterback, and uh, that was the day I I tried to get through to answer that question for you, but uh, the phones weren't working. Hmm. Did you ever figure out that it was Billy Kilmer you were trying to think of as the other quarterback who started like at age, what, 43, 44 something? Billy
3: Kilmer was that
2: old. Yeah, Billy Kilmer had had a pouch too. Yeah.
10: Yeah, I remember that game a lot. I remember my dad sitting with me. And I was just baffled by how what was happening. I think it was a Monday night, right? I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And my dad was like, you don't understand, man. He's got a lot of years. He's seen it all. You know, that was the first time I started learning about that.
3: Well, George Blanda was the oldest. 47. Yeah. We found out that he was the oldest guy to start an NFL game.
2: But he was, you know, he was a backup to Darrell LaMonica, but when LaMonica got hurt, he played. I think he was in better shape than Billy Kilmer, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
10: So, oh, Billy was in shape. And didn't he smoke like Lambert?
3: I think. He probably did. I mean, back then in the <laughs> NFL, there was a lot of guys that smoked. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. it was funny because to see ashtrays attached to the outside of your locker. Locker. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was just very odd. You yeah. Know? And,
2: and when we, we we when we came off from free game, everybody lit up. Oh. You know, it, it was. Uh, I, I was going. Oh, are they going to get in trouble?
3: <laughs> this is different. This is definitely yeah. different. But yeah, so Billy Kilmer would be another one. You know, Billy Kilmer. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I can picture in my mind Billy Kilmer, and to say that uh, rotund is the word that comes to mind. Yeah, th- that would be it. Anything well, please, else, brother? Call, What's that? Thanks for taking my Oh, call. thank you, oh, brother. thanks, Ed. You take care. Enjoy uh, the sun splash, uh, It's heat Valley down there, yeah. yes.
10: Well, our monsoon started like three days ago, finally, so we got our release now.
3: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, good for you. All right. All right, brother. Take right. care.
2: Let's go to uh, Fry Guy from Iowa. Fry Guy, welcome to the locker room.
11: Hey, how's it going today, guys?
3: Good. Doing good. How you doing?
11: I'm uh, fired up for this season. I hope to have a season. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I'm just I'm just uh, excited about. Ben being back and uh, with uh, two on two aunt, I can't. What's the matter with me? I can't. I'm, I must be too early in the morning. I can't talk clear.
3: Stefan Touet. Uh,
11: yeah, there you go.
3: Don't worry <laughs> about it. I, I can dumb down any crowd. Yeah, yeah. You, it's, you just. It's, you're, you're a victim of me. It's Wolf. <laughs> it's Wolf, Fry Guy. Yeah,
11: yeah, I'm sure it's all Wolf. I, he talks <laughs> about food all the time, and I start blubbering myself. <laughs> so, no, I. I just uh, I I talked to you guys one time last year and mm-hmm. uh, it's just fun. It's fun listening to you guys. I enjoy it. I'm on the road a lot and I turn my uh, my uh, phone on and I listen to it on uh, on. Uh, oh now I can't remember. <laughs> the hey, there, the Steeler no. app. The app. The Steeler app. But, yeah, there
3: you go. But <laughs> you humble us. Thank you. You. That's, that's very kind, uh, man. Thank We've, you, Fry Guy. Yeah, that's you're cool. you're
2: you're very kind. Yes. Especially no, I, if you're listening to Tunch. Oh.
11: Yeah. I'm telling you, it's no, tough, I, man. <laughs> I just appreciate the fact that you guys love the Lord and you're not afraid to talk about it. Amen. That's awesome too. I really appreciate that. That's kind of nice to have, especially with everything going on right now. We've got a crazy world out there, right? Amen.
2: Now. Yeah, that's true. It, it, you know, of, every morning yeah. I walk and pray for an hour, and I look up at the sky and I said, "I, I say, uh, Jesus, are you coming back today?"
11: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wake up every morning and thank the Lord that I'm. He uh, gave me another night. Yeah, another day, you know?
2: absolutely. Amen.
11: No, no, I, I really do uh, look forward to the season and everything. And I, I don't know. I guess I had one question to ask you. Uh, you know, last year we saw a little bit of uh, of Snell out there, not a lot. And I don't know. He kind of maybe I'm. Uh, you, you guys, maybe you guys think I'm crazy, but he kind of reminded me a little bit of Barry Foster. Maybe he wasn't as big, but it just seemed like he was kind of a get-out-of-my-way type runner when I did see him play this year. What do you guys think of that? Am I off base? or
2: uh, You know what? I thought Barry Foster was a lot better uh, than Benny Snell. I, I, you know, haven't seen much of Benny I, yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, Barry Foster uh, in 92 was uh, the second leading rusher in the NFL. And behind uh, Evan
3: Smith. I yeah. Remember
2: that. Yeah. Right. And he, he was a he was a great running back.
3: We'll see. I don't think we've had an opportunity to see the best of Benny yet. Yeah. You know. I mean, he's no. he's dropped some weight. He's looking yeah. lean. uh, He's done some hard work, and uh, the offensive line is coming back. Ben is behind center. Yeah. You're just gonna have a better yeah. running tech, a running attack when the the passing game complements yeah. the running game, and the running game complements yeah. the passing game.
11: Well. Yeah, that's yeah, that's no kidding because obviously, and I mean nothing against the second, third string quarterbacks, but we did not have much of an offense last right. year, right absolutely. And, and 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 even the game when Ben played, he did not play well. So, right,
2: because his elbow uh, was you know,
11: hurting. Yeah. So no, I'm just excited. I'm glad to hear you guys saying that he's throwing tight spirals. Yeah, uh, on target. He's accurate. That's great. That's great. I hear a lot of negativeness, you know. Not well, probably not as much now. At first, you know, you hear a lot of negativeness about oh, Ben Roethlisberger thinks he's going to try it again, and you know, why don't he just hang it up? But
2: Yo. you no, know, no, he's not he, going to hang it up. He, he's hungry. Oh,
11: no, I know he's not. I he's hungry. He's not. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, uh, you guys are uh, been uh, chewing too many of the wrong weeds or something, because uh, this guy has got. He's motivated. He's, yeah.
3: he's fired up. <laughs> I got to tell you, and, he's not uh, the only one hungry, too. I yeah. am. I am also. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're always hungry.
11: Well, well I am, too. Uh, well, so don't worry about it. I love food. Right now, I just got done making a batch of uh, cabbage soup. So I'm. Ooh, oh, I
2: love, I cabbage,
3: love soup. cabbage soup. Oh, man. Yeah. We're having
11: grilled burgers and cabbage soup for uh, lunch this
3: afternoon. Oh, I wish I were in Iowa. Yeah, nicely played there, Fry Guy.
11: You you better fly to Iowa real quick. You might be able to catch a plane. Oh, thanks, brother. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. God God bless you, Fry Guy.
3: Thank you for calling. Cabbage rolls
2: and coffee. Oh, Mm, mm, good. mm, good. Yeah, that's uh, cabbage rolls and coffee. Mm-hmm, what good. was
3: it? That was um, the uh, the, uh, the polka.
2: last last polka.
3: Yeah, yeah, John Candy. Yeah. yeah, John Candy and Eugene Levy. Yes. Oh, there you go. Okay, good. I could, I was like having trouble with the total recall on that.
2: Yeah, one. Uh, cabbage roll and coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, good. good. And so we we had the uh, uh, we had saying if uh, if the men on stage outnumber the people in the stands. Cancel the show.
3: That's right. Exactly. Shut down the show. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But all yeah. right. Well, I, I will say this, Chalooch. I hope that, uh, you know, this afternoon they come back after it and it, yeah. it's a good workout. Um, you know, again, the battles that exist are going to move forward. And I'm anxious because of Chukes and, uh, you know, the Chukes played left tackle. Yeah. You know, last, uh, the last practice there before yeah. the day off. Because uh, Al got a Veterans Day off, and so we got Chooks, we had Zach, and I thought both of them did pretty well. Yeah. So hopefully we'll watch that battle continue to unfurl, and we'll see what happens there. But there's going to be – there's so much jockeying for positions. Right. You know, and uh, I look forward to seeing more of the – I want to see some guys like – Justin Lane's another guy that intrigues me. Yeah. You know, what, what – are we going to see him, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's got to come out – Start to show some of the talents that God gave him there, and see if he can rise above and get himself some some PT out there.
2: Yeah, it's there's going to be a lot of camp battles, Uh and there's going to be a lot of camp battles. Yeah, yeah,
3: well, and the more the merrier. Because I'll tell you what, competition is always the best. It thing brings out the best it in the, everybody. It brings out the best in everybody. So yeah. you know, here we go, and we'll yeah. see. So. We, we'll be back Monday with a report.
2: Yeah. We'll be back uh, Monday uh, because... Uh, because we're gonna, tomorrow we're off. <laughs> yeah, we're tom- tomorrow we Well, we're off.
3: I got to do the DV thing with uh, Prasuda and Matt Williamson tomorrow night, but you, I think you got to do TV tomorrow.
2: I got to do TV.
3: I'm All right, we're going to take a break. I have a face for radio. Yeah. Uh,
2: we both have a face for radio. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what are we going to do What? We're going to break. We're going to break. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room.
1: The Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Wolf thinks Wichita is in Oklahoma.
3: No, Yiddy, I thought it was in Nebraska.
2: Yeah, yeah but you said <laughs> Oklahoma. It's in Kansas.
3: <laughs> oh, no, I said, uh, is it in Iowa? <laughs> yeah, Iowa. <laughs> wow. Well, we, we are all over the board yeah, here, Jaluch. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So we're going to uh go to the Devin Bush interview. Right. And uh uh w- w- then and hopefully
3: I'm hoping cuz first of all Devin's uh you know an interesting guy but yeah. also I'm hoping that uh you know he continues to commit put one foot in front of the other here and move forward.
2: He's going to be a great player. I I, I, I love the way player. Vinny and uh Devin complement each together. other. Absolutely.
11: What's your comfort level between from last year to this year? in terms of knowing the defense and understanding everything that's going on? Um,
8: obviously, it's, it's a lot better than last year. Uh, last year uh, was my first year, and, um, you know, it was just, just getting caught up to speed, which just you know, everything changing around me and, um, you know, leading to, to year two, everything's slowed down a lot more for me, and I'm a lot more familiar with who I'm playing with and the scheme I'm playing with. So uh, my comfortability is definitely gotten a lot better and a lot stronger. Based off
9: of that. Actually. Let's go to Brooke Pryor of ESPN. Go ahead, Brooke. Hey, Devin,
3: another comparison question to camp last year. From what you remember going through, I mean, is this camp as physical as the other one that you went through your rookie year? And do you feel like you guys are, are getting enough experience, you know, tackling to the ground and things like that, especially knowing that there's no preseason to really take those, those live hits and live reps on?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think our, our coaching staff definitely has taken that into account, and I mean, they try to give us as much competition, you know, in in our full pad padded practice as much as we we could. Um, obviously, we don't have any tests for for the preseason, but um, you know, we go out there and we have a lot of competition pairs, and you know, we have a lot of pairs, uh, well enough pairs to go out there. We tackle to the ground, so I mean, we get that that experience as well, and you know, we getting acclimated to that. So I mean. I mean, we're trying our hardest, and uh, obviously there's no preseason, but I think we, we're doing a good job.
9: All right, we'll move on to Mike Brazuda. Triv, go ahead. Hey, Devin. Uh, your coaches and, and teammates have been pretty consistent talking about how they expect you to take a big step up
2: this year. You were pretty successful last year, uh, given the circumstances. What are you anticipating doing? To take that step, where's that going to show up?
8: Yeah, um, just uh, based off the play. Um, I think uh, last year I came in, I, I, I um, you know just just went in and played and and learned as as things came to me. Um, but now I, I have a, a pretty good idea of of, of what I want to get done. Um, you know, how I can help this team win more, and you know what could I get better as a player to help this team win. So, I mean, I'm just challenging myself every day, you know, to try new things and do, do different things, you know, and uh, put different, you know, skill sets inside my game.
9: All righty, we'll move on to Brian Backo. Brian, go ahead. Hey, Devin. Um, it looks like from photos from practice and, and even some videos, you've been
8: matched up with uh, rookie Anthony McFarland a lot in those competition periods that you talked about. Uh, what are you seeing out of him? Uh, How's he adjusting to the speed of the NFL? And uh, I guess how, how tough has it been just going one-on-one with him when you do? Yeah, um, Anthony Anthony McFarlane's a really really good running back. I, I played him in previous years in college, um, so I'm already familiar with with his skill set. And uh, I think he's he's doing a good job of uh, adjusting. I think he's he's going through his his rookie things, which is learning you know, how to be a professional and, and how to take on practice and compete. And uh, just go over it on one-on-one, you know, he's learned a lot from me and I'm learning a lot from him. And, you know, iron sharp as iron. So, I mean, we get each other ready to, to take those live reps and then go into the game, game action and, you know, put it on display. All
9: right, let's move on to Christopher Carter. Chris, go ahead.
8: Hey, Devin, uh, you made a lot of adjustments week to week and in-game as you were learning last year in your rookie season. What was something that when you had time to sit back and look at your whole game during this off season that you focused on working on to improve before training camp? Uh, just just my movements. Um you know I want to be more efficient um just with my movements and um uh, not saying my movements were bad but I I seen um you know just just playing in the system I played in in college and uh playing this uh switching to a whole other system in in, in the league, you know, um uh, things had to change. Um you know I had to 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 get more leaner. I had to uh, Trained differently, and and uh, I think I've done a good job of that in the off season, and um, I think uh, it's going to be better for me this
9: year. Vince was on here a couple of weeks ago talking about how the inside linebackers have to be uh, the communicators in this defense, and he was talking about you getting into the building earlier and your study habits. Where are you now compared to where you were last year with your comfort level, calling the defenses, and you know stuff like that.
8: A lot more, more comfortable than last year. Um, you know, just, just watching myself this from uh, last season and, and critiquing myself, you know, during the off season, Uh I definitely picked up the playbook a lot more easier. Um, I'm a lot more comfortable with who I'm playing with and, and the scheme I'm playing with. So, I mean, I have a, a good foundation that I laid down last year to, to build off of.
9: Um, so, I mean, uh, it's going to be a lot more easier for me this year righty, let's move on to Mark Caboli. Mark, go ahead.
3: Hey Devin, I was wondering if you were able to um, match up at all against Eric Ebron in practice, and just describe how difficult
8: his skill set is to cover. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a different um, type of tight end. I mean, he's he's very elite uh, just with his athleticism and and, and how rangy he is. Uh, he he has like receiver like movements, you know his his cuts are receiver like his speed, you know, the way he catches the ball, uh, he's good at using his body. So I mean, he's I think he's a he's a mismatch, you know, with just any position you put him at because he's he's has very long arms, he catches the ball really well, and he runs really good routes.
9: righty, let's move on to Allen Saunders. Allen, go ahead.
3: Hey Devin, uh, what about um, your second season? What, what have you been able to add to your game or what is coming easier to you this year the second time around
8: uh just just being comfortable and uh you know trusting the guys I'm playing with uh, and knowing what I'm doing before I do it
9: all right we got time for a couple more here we'll go to Noah Strachbean. Noah go ahead hey Devin um we kind of touched on it before, but we talked to Benny Snell earlier and Mike Tomlin as well, and he said that the Steelers kind of give plans to guys heading into their second year to reshape their body a little bit. Um, did the Steelers give you anything in the offseason, and did they ask you to really focus on anything in particular? Uh, nothing particular. Um, they didn't really give me a plan for the offseason. All righty, we'll go to Bo Marciani. Bo, go ahead.
10: Um. Good morning, Devin. Um, after one year in the league, um, the matchup, what matchup do you feel is the closest to the historical rivalry between Michigan and Ohio State? Is there any team that kind of comes to mind? In the league?
8: Yeah. Uh, I like the Baltimore game. Still so just Baltimore.
10: Any particular reason?
8: Um, I think growing up, I used to watch, watch that game a lot, catch it a lot. Um, it was a lot of Hall of Famers on the field at one point. So I think that's a game that, you know, that runs deep, seriously, because it had a really, really high competition level when, you know, just fighting for the AFC. And, um, you know, it's just one of those games where it's always a good game. Thank you.
9: All righty, And we, uh, we'll go to, uh, Bo Smolka. Bo, go ahead. Tying into that question. Uh, I'm working on something with Lamar Jackson
11: and Marquise Brown and the whole idea of football in South Florida. I talked to your dad last week about this as well. What do you think it is that makes football so good in South Florida? And do you remember playing against either Lamar Jackson or
8: Marquise Brown when you were, you know, in youth ball? Yeah, um, I think what makes South Florida so good in football. I think because we're able to play year-round, uh, we don't have to. We don't have any winter sports, uh, so we play football all year all year round. And uh, just the competition level down there is is, is through the roof. And, the athletes down there are, are very elite. So I mean it's always a constant, you know, battle between who's gonna be the best coming out of South Florida each year. And um I think playing against Lamar and Mark Priest, I don't think I ever played against him in my, my younger days. Uh so no, nah, I'm gonna play against so. Thank you.
2: So that was uh, Devin Bush, courtesy of Steelers.com. He's Wolf, I'm touch, and we're out of here. And we'll be back on Monday.